We must guard against acquisition of unwanted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military industrial complex. Let me assert my birth. Who has the milk and apples? Who has the milk and apples? Who of the rumors that you've heard, I was not born in a manger. I was, I was actually born on Krypton and sent here by my father, Jor-El, to save the planet Earth. Live from Stanford, Connecticut, it is the one and only Animal Farm Radio Show, the only place in the world where politics meets perversion and is not creepy. The date today is Tuesday, March 3rd, 2009. My name is Benjamin Miller, and I'm chilling here with my future FEMA camp roommates, Tony Pax. Hello, Ben. <laughs> and Python, the soundboard. Hello. We've got a lot of info tonight and little time to cover it. Tons of police state news. Glenn Beck talking about FEMA camps live on television, your phone calls, and a bunch of other stuff. This episode, Tony is going to lubricate you with the budgeted, the silenced, and the big brother-in-law. Straight ahead, you are on the farm. I'm Jimmy Justice, and you're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show. Ron Paul, 1988. The on stopping drug trade is give up. Give, the, give up the war on drugs. I say zero tolerance. We use the military for aid. We stop it from getting into the country. We cut it off at the source. Why Why give up another fight? But we the fight is what we give up on is a tyrannical approach to solving a social medical problem, and we endorse the idea of volunteerism and self-responsibility, family, friends, and churches to solve problems, rather than saying some monolithic government is going to make you take care of yourself and be a better person. It's a preposterous notion. It never works. It never will. The government can't make you a better person. It can't make you follow good habits. Why don't they put you on a diet? You're a little overweight. And I think you need better habits. Stupid bitch. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Animal Farm Radio Show, Tuesday. And we are here live for two hours. Uh, ben, we did get snowed out yesterday, so that's why we weren't here. Yeah, that sucked, but it was really cool, too. Why was it cool? Tell me. We just sat at home, and I kind of just took the night off and played yeah. some video games. Did you? I See, cool. I actually used the time to get work done. It was. Uh, <laughs> it, it did actually help me. I, I got a lot done yesterday. And uh, by the Ooh. way, great interstitial you just put together. Great job. And nice. you got a couple more. So um, all good in the hood here. Yes. Of course, we are back. And then we have the lubrication articles. Tonight it is the budgeted, the silence, and the big brother-in-law, for lack of better names. And the budgeted, and this, give, this gives really new meaning to the budgeted here, pay to pee 
a budget airline may charge passengers to use a toilet on the flight. And out of Dublin here. The question is here, uh, is a bathroom an optional extra when you're at uh, 30,000 feet? And Ryanair boss Michael O'Leary seems to think so. And he says no frills airline might charge customers to use its aircraft toilets. O'Leary whipped up a frenzy of uh, potty humor Friday as he suggested that future Ryanair passengers might be obliged to insert a British pound coin or a dollar forty our uh, currency before they gain access to in-flight relief. Ben, that's asinine. What if it, what it if really you didn't have is, any cash on it's you? Just well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to just soil your pants, and then the whole flight's got to smell that. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. As <laughs> yeah, always, going to end badly. I think. You know, and, <laughs> and what I was thinking, you know, going uh, even further than this, you know, what if maybe they should make it less money to take a dump as opposed to, you know, number one should cost less than number two. Maybe. Right. I don't know because it's less time in there. I don't know. As always, when introducing new charges, O'Leary suggested a separate toilet fee would lower ticket cost. Uh, cue Pieth uh, potty humor and make flying somehow easier for all. Yes. Nobody, uh, even his own aides, seemed to be sure if he was serious or pursuing his well-documented penchant for making brazen declarations to win free advertising. So this could just be a huge hoax. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, it works because Ryanair. I mean, have you ever heard of Ryan? Would you ever fly on Ryanair? No. no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because some stoner will come out and be like, hey, what's up? I'm Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I'm flying like, you to your place. Uh, it's like, <laughs> it's like uh, <clears throat> I'm going to be your, uh, I'll be your, co- your pilot today. <laughs> just take a seat. Everything's okay. Maybe like the, uh, <laughs> like the. Indiana Jones movie with yeah. chickens and back. <laughs> By the way, engine one's already out. Just everybody sit on the left side of the aircraft. Uh, Los Angeles County ban swearing is, of course, number two. The silenced. I'm really running out of names here, man. i got to work on this. Out of Los Angeles. Pay no attention to that eerie silence in America's most populous country, a county, pardon me, this week. It will simply be the sound of 10 million people not swearing. At least that's the result. McKay Hatch is hoping for once his campaign to clear the air of recognized uh, swearing. He's in Los Angeles. He's a 15-year-old kid, Ben. Check this out. On Tuesday, the board is scheduled to issue a proclamation by Supervisor Michael Antonvich, making the first week in March no cussing week. Not that 15-year-old Hatch expects complete compliance. When his no cussing club meets in South Pasadena High School on Wednesdays, it's not unusual for a non-member to throw open the door and fire off a torrent of four-letter words. (laughs) And this is my favorite part of the article. He's also been the target of organized harassment by pro-cussers. <laughs> oh, my God, they're nice actually... kid, but a little dumb. Yeah, well, you know, good try, but, you know, let's find something else to do with your time. Pro- I'm, a, I'm a pro-cusser. Yeah, me too. I mean, <laughs> you got to hear us off the air. I mean, literally, uh, there actually are pro-cussers, and I'd love to see some of the uh, protests on this kid. But anyway... His uh, his uh, and Antovich County's motion carries no penalty. So this kid's trying to come up with a you know a non-cussing thing mm-hmm. week of no cussing, which really I mean. What the f- you think is my opinion of? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I mean, if everything was right in the world, I'd say, fine, let's figure out something to do with our time other than whatever. But anyway, moving on, finally, for the big brother-in-law, and this is really going to, I think, really jumpstart the uh, show, Ben, because uh, this is kind of our Monday, and Monday's always a bit slow for us, even though it's Tuesday. Bill, uh, new bill, defines kids' access to porn as child abuse. So, yet again, using porn and children oh in a sadistic way to curb freedoms. Child care providers or parents, uh, this, and by the way, just to preface, this is kind of what we were talking about with the Barbara Box Boxster, I believe her name is some Barbara senator Boxer, Boxer yeah, yeah, thank you. She she was talking about using that UN 
uh, draconian law to really take the parents away from the child and yeah. you know, really <laughs> raise well, the, give ch- the yeah the, give the children their rights obviously yes, yeah it's what's protect the children the UN's going to do it folks mm-hmm. anyway so child care providers or parents who allow children to access pornography would be guilty of child abuse and listed on the state's child abuse registry under legislation being considered by lawmakers some critics say the bill could be interpreted so broadly that even a child who sneaks a peek at a Playboy magazine could push parents into legal turmoil. Oh, dear God. You Un- ruined sex for me! Really? Forever! <laughs> Especially. The legislation is not clear on whether it includes explicit material a child might discover on the Internet. And critics note other laws already hold parents accountable for failing to provide care that could prevent children from harm. So, you know, it started ten years ago, five years ago, with the, the craziness of the Internet, of course, and, and now the cable, and you have 8,000 channels, and nothing's ever on. But it started with parental controls, and, you know, block this. Mm-hmm. And on, on your on your Xbox, block that. And, now, of course, on the Internet, oh, you can block certain websites for your children so that they don't get harmed. Mm-hmm. But now it's getting into this possibility, and this is out of... Well, I think it's asinine again. Man, and I'm sorry to interrupt. No, but go, ahead, go ahead. What the hell? Are you, you know, it's great that there are programs out there that you can do that with. If you want to block your kids from certain sites, you can do that. Or you know, the Xbox filter, like you talked about, if you'd like to block certain things in Xbox, like R-rated movies, that's fine too. That's great. That's a you know, that's for your home for your own use. But when they try to legislate the crap, is when it starts getting out of out of control. Just like that Ron Paul clip that we just played. Yeah, great you know, clip. You're you're going to you're, you're you want to try to use the government to make people more moral. It never works that way. It always makes people more immoral. immoral. Plus, uh, absolutely, Ben. And, and just, you know, if you're going to sign on for anything that says the government will have the jurisdiction to tell parents what they cannot expose their children to, mm-hmm. why can't they say what they have to expose their children to? In other words, yeah. more dictatorship uh, type stuff coming into the parenting. And we know parents are, you know, some parents are really horrible Dick. at what they do, but you have Dick. to have the freedom uh, to, to be a bad parent, unfortunately. That's Dick. what freedom is. So, anyway, several lawmakers. It, it, it's it's out of control. Supporters of this bill contend that a loophole exempts guardians or parents from a law against the dissemination of obscene material to minors. Access to pornography puts children at greater risk for sexual abuse as well as psychological and emotional harm. Uh, once again, folks, if anybody can prove to me that any child who has seen pornography has been harmed, um, then just shoot that in evidence over to me. I've, I've never heard of that before. Uh, anyway, several lawmakers said t- today they will work aggressively this year to pass the bill. So really getting into some in- incredible Big Brother material, and that's mm-hmm. why I did name it Big Brother in Law, of course. But it's not funny, <laughs> and it should not have been a lubrication article because it's serious, and usually uh, lubrication articles are not. But no, Ben, I mean, you know, right into it. I mean, why not? We've, we've obviously, we obviously missed Monday, and, uh, you know, there's so many things. Let's get right on it. We have the Glenn Beck clip right here. I don't know what you want to start with. I don't think you have anything funny well, over there. I, I do. I got a couple things in okay, front of okay, good. And I do want to maybe get to the Glenn, Glenn Beck clip. Oh, uh, yeah. What's this? I don't a know bed? what this is. Pious this music bed? <laughs> we're going to... Uh, we're going to get Jack Blood on, and I think in the second half of the program, he might be comments. joining us. Yes, yeah, he might good. be joining us to, to comment on the Glenn Beck thing and what it means and uh, helping us decipher that, because he does know a lot about FEMA camps and Rex 84 and yeah. all the, the history of it. So I did want to get his perspective on there. Um, but this is, again, it's just all, it all kind of melds together in this one police state 
idea, uh, and this article that I have in, in front of me is what we were talking about before we went on the air, Tony, one in 31 U.S. adults in prison system. That's what it is. One in 31, and this is a free country. I think people are starting to realize this isn't the, uh, the place we thought it was no, anymore. But report That's urges ridiculous. states to spend more money on parole and prohibi- uh, probation programs. <laughs> prohibition. Yeah, imagine yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> the number of offenders on parole and probation across the United States has surged past five mil- million, uh, complicating the challenges for fiscally ailing states as they try to curb correction costs without jeopardizing public safety, according to a new report. The Pew Center on the state's report released Monday said the number of people on probation or parole nearly doubled to more than 5 million between 1982 and 2007. 15 years. More than doubled, including jail and prison inmates. The total population in the U.S. correction system now exceeds 7.3 million one of every 31 U.S. adults. One of every 30. And then weren't we talking about this, I don't know, a couple months, six, seven months ago, that it was one in 100? And now this new report out of, uh, once again, the Pew Center says, uh, and this is 2007. Well, I think it was it was one in every 100 <laughs> are in jail right now. I think this is one in every okay. 31 are in the system. So they've been in jail at one point and are now out. Um, but just totally totally asinine. I mean, just look at it. It's not a free country if one in every 31 people is in prison. That's more than China. That's way more than China. Way I more. think it was more than China when it was 1 in 100. I mean, you know, per person, we have the most in prison folks. And now more than ever, you know, isn't it so important right now to get rid of the drug offenders? I mean, can yes. we not get these people out of jail, please? Yeah. Uh, nonviolent drug offenders, it, absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's out of control, and right there, not only are you saving money, but you're freeing up room in prisons, and you solve two problems. Uh, maybe you could find some room for those Gitmo detainees. Hmm. <laughs> right. Anyway, it's out of control. Now, we talked uh, last week quite a bit, Monday and Tuesday, I think we talked about how a lot of hosts now on mainstream networks, the Santellis of the world, and now really the Glenn Beck, uh, this Glenn Beck thing that's going on, He's taking it a lot further. He was on Fox and Friends that one day. We covered it and said, oh, whatever. But now he's on again today. Yeah. And uh, he's going even further, and he's talking literally about the FEMA camps. And, of course, we have the, the possibility that Minnesota is now preparing for martial law with that whole phone call clip, and we'll play that mm-hmm. too. But uh, I know we're going to be up against a break pretty soon. Maybe we should wait up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's on this show now. And, and again, you get the typical Fox and Friends, yeah. you know, idiot coffee-drinking response. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. nothing's wrong. Don't worry. But you're scaring me, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, Glenn, you know, really. I'm afraid to go home now. And, you know, and, she, and it's really between... Uh, Brian Kilmeade, the the skid mark, and the the woman who's now the host. The, I think the other guy is actually that woman's the most ignorant person I've ever. Well, her and Kilmeade, yeah. her and Kilmeade, their IQ doesn't even equal twenty if yeah. you add it together. It's horrible, but that's what Fox and Friends are. It's like, hey, dummies, wake up and here we go. <laughs> wake start, up and be stupid. Start with your us. day, yeah. lose a couple IQ points, and do what you got to do. Uh, but sure enough, I mean, Glenn Beck. I mean, on this show, it's almost like uh, it, the contrast between this show and what this show usually is about. You know, getting you started, talking about what's up in, in entertainment media. Mm-hmm. And you have this guy Glenn Beck on, and whether you believe him or not, whether you you think he's a shiller or not, he's really laying it down. Uh, and we'll play a little bit over here. We don't even understand freedom law. anymore. We are a country that is headed towards socialism, totalitarianism, beyond your wildest imagination. I have to tell you, I'm doing a story tonight that I wanted to debunk these FEMA camps. I'm tired of hearing. You know about them? Sure. I'm tired of hearing. I wanted to debunk them. Well, we've now for several days done research on them. I can't debunk them. 
and we're going to carry the story tonight. I don't know anything about him. So it, is, it is our government. If you trust our government, it's fine. If you have any kind of fear that we might be headed towards a totalitarian state, look out. Now, the most priceless part of this clip, at least in my opinion, Ben, is the reaction of Kilmeade and the, and the woman. Because she kind of looks to kill me, and she's like, she literally looks at him and starts laughing yeah. after the response. Uh, we'll play the rest of it when so we get funny. Yeah, we'll play, <laughs> play a little bit more of this when we get back. So much more news and information when we return. Stay with us. The superfood for you and your family. Hemp has nutritional values that far exceed any known plant. Hemp, used for food, clothing, and shelter since time began. Hemp, this God-given food source is controlled by your government, making it not legal to grow for American people and farmers, but legal to import. Our founding fathers grew hemp because they knew of the benefits it offered. The protein powder, no seeds, and oil are available through HempUSA.org. Recommended daily intake of this food source will allow the body to heal itself from many ailments. Loaded with potassium, magnesium, calcium, essential fatty acids, amino acids, and nutrients not available in other plants. Hemp yes. can be stored with a long shelf life as a life-sustaining food source for you and your family. Could this be the government's best-kept secret? Call today at 908-691-2608 and see what the powder, seeds, and oil can do for you. Learn. Help. Shop at HempUSA.org. We do not wow. charge for shipping. That's 908-691-2608 or go to HempUSA.org today. Hey, Jack Blood here, host of Deadline Live. I wanted to share with you my secret weapon in fighting the new world order. It's a new product called Enerfood. Enerfood is bar none the best health supplement I've tried, and I've tried them all. With many ingredients like spirulina, chlorella, dulse, kelp, barley, grass, alfalfa leaf, beetroot, orange peel, winter cherry root, it really is nothing less than superfood. I couldn't imagine having to shop and prepare all of these ingredients, but now I don't have to. Enerfood's done it for me. A simple scoop of powder every day is all it takes. No fillers, no miracle claims, no magic bullets. Just a real product with real results. Call them today and mention Jack Blood and get a special discount. Get the two-pack special with the coconut oil powder. Call them now, 1-866-762-9238. 1-866-762-9238. Or simply go to enerfood.com. That's E-N-E-R, enerfood.com. Tell them Jack Blood sent you. Now, you and your friends and family can enjoy the cleanest, most delicious, and healthy drinking water anytime, even while traveling, camping, at sporting events, or in emergency situations. The Berkey Light removes bacteria, cysts, parasites, and harmful chemicals to below detectable levels. It reduces nitrates and unhealthy minerals like lead and mercury, while leaving in the beneficial and nutritional minerals your body needs. The Berkey Light is so powerful, it can purify raw, untreated water from remote lakes and streams. The optional PF2 filters even remove fluoride. The Berkey Light LED with its rechargeable lighting system can be used as a night light or camp light. 
To view or purchase your Berkey water system and replacement filters, please visit Freedom Underground Radio's website homepage at WFURadio.com and click the Berkey banner. Once again, that's WFURadio.com and click the Berkey water banner. Not yet available in Iowa. You're listening to the future of talk. Freedom Underground Radio. Underground Radio. You're not going to shove a dictatorship down the throat of the American people. They'll kill you. Dick. They'll kill you. And they can. Yes, folks, we are back. AnimalFarmShow.com, the website. Just getting started on this Tuesday. 512-879-3805. 512-879-3805 is the phone number if you want to join us. You can talk about whatever you like. And, of course, the chat room is up. It is live for the second week here, and it is AnimalFarmShow.com. And click the little chat button thingy. Of course, our YouTube channel is up there. All of our links and great things. The donate button's up there, Ben. So there's a lot of ways, yes. like you often say, to get uh, to be one with the farm and you know, get it We'd on. we like some money. you got to get groovy on the farm here. We're talking about Glenn Beck. Um, He's on Fox and Friends again now. I think this is the second time, at least the second time in two weeks. You know, he's really laying it on the law. And he, I think he's going to do a show tonight uh-huh. about these FEMA camps. And I'm very curious and very interested to see how he reports on this because uh, I, I know, and I have a lot of doubts about Glenn Beck, and I, I know so do you, Ben, but he's being pretty candid at this point. I'm not sure what his whole motive here yeah. is other than to report on it, but we'll let him finish and then we'll talk about it. Buckle up. There's something going on in our country that is... Uh Ain't good. All right, something else uh, you're going to talk about. Now, here, yeah. <laughs> Next. And here she is laughing. I wondered if Gretchen, I should go to the do not get up. Stay at the table. Gretchen, what? name the monster in the dark and have no fear. There are more of us than there are of them. We just have to be honest and open about right. this. I hope what? there aren't any more of her. She's, she's got the smirk on her face. Like, Stupid bitch. Well, she, you know, you got to think about response. It. She gets paid to be, you know. High high energy and laughy and chatty because she's a morning person. Right. That's what the morning is all about, you know. But I don't know how the hell you're gonna laugh when this dude's like, yeah, there are femur camp, family camps <laughs> out there, and like our government's crazy, and they're probably gonna start locking yeah. us up in camps. I mean, even on the View, you wouldn't expect this type of ridiculous yeah. response. I mean, even Killmate, I think, is trying to make some kind of conversation. But you know, again, when your IQ is that low, and like you, and the whole reason why I was so, I was scratching my head about why he was even on this show in the first place is that. It's Glenn Beck. He talks about political issues, whatever mm-hmm. he st- his stance on it. This is supposed to be the morning show. This is like, wake up. Hmm. Yeah, here's not, the weather. Not, here's yeah, the traffic. Yeah, we're not really thinking yeah. too much. We're just, you know, we're just having a little fun. You know, we, we're still hungover from last night. Yeah. This is the Look kind of Look at the sh- panda uh, footage. The, you yeah, know? yeah, exactly. They, yeah. They'll talk about all the nuttiness. It's almost like our first segment just with the lubrication the whole time with mm-hmm. weather and, uh, and sports. But anyway, uh, it, it's, it's definitely an interesting Wet. clip. You can check it out for yourselves, of course, AnimalFarmShow.com. Our delicious section is there. We do try to delicious and bookmark all of the articles we talk about. That's why you can kind of follow along with us, Ben. Mm-hmm. But uh, it gets, unfortunately... Oh, I, I, yeah. I want you to be on my team. Thank you, George. And, and it, I think <laughs> it gets worse, Ben, and I think you should now... Tell tell me what you told you know tell them what you told me when you walked in the room here about this bombshell oh, Newsweek article or this, br- this brutal I mean, article. What is man. going this on is, here? 
This this crap is crazy. I guess the ultimate theme for tonight's show is the government is not what you think it is. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, you know, when we expose the fact that one in every, every 31 adults is in the prison system, you have to start thinking about what is freedom. Yeah. What does it mean and how, how are we understanding it? Um, this article right here just represents the opposite of freedom. Bush considered ending First Amendment. This is a headline. Uh, this is out of Newsweek. So this isn't Animal Farm saying it. This isn't, you know, mm-hmm. uh, some left-wing nutty uh, internet radio website or something like that. It is Newsweek. It is a mainstream article. Right. And uh, I'll, I'll read this, and I'll try to read it again just to let it sink into people. This is by Michael Isakoff. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. In the aftermath of 9-11 attacks, the Justice Department secretly gave the green light for the U.S. military to attack apartment buildings an office complex inside the United States, deploy high-tech surveillance against U.S. citizens, and potentially suspend First Amendment freedom of the press rights in order to combat the terror threat, according to a a memo released Monday. I'll read it again just so that you hear it. The Justice Department secretly gave the green light for U.S. military to attack apartment buildings and office complexes inside the United States. You are a donkey, Mr. Bush. <laughs> that is absolutely insane, okay? It's just, it, uh, the question is why. I mean, you know, the the big question is why. I mean, I think there's a lot of responses to that question. Mm-hmm. But, you know, why apartment buildings? I mean, was, the, was this just more possible legislation to really get the, the Big Brother Society on the map technology-wise and, and, of course, you know, just snooping-wise? Yeah, is it is it false flag terror in which the government carries terror out on their own people sure <coughs> and then uses that that i don't know what are you, are you a smoker there. because you don't smoke cigarettes and you're always coughing i don't know man you're all right i <laughs> i don't know uh maybe Poor get ben. asbestos in my house or something <laughs> don't say that don't say that. um but you know that's we, we don't know <laughs> that's not ben that's five <laughs> jeez man good lord we don't know what no. this what this is we don't know if they're going to use it as a false flag thing or if they were going to you know attack apartment buildings with so-called terrorists in it. Yeah. We don't know if that's the case either. That It could be one or the other. Either way, it's a little bit twisted. And, you know, the fact that they were, that the Justice Department green-lighted them suspending the First Amendment, freedom of the press, is is completely insane. We have to really start looking at our government and saying these people are not out to help us in the slightest bit no. whatsoever. They don't want us to have the information. You know, they don't want us to... Uh, uh, they don't want transparency so that everybody can see what they're doing and, and figure out the best problem and mo- work towards that. They want to have the power and they want to work against the people. Right. It's yeah. insane, man. It's insane. And, and the fact that this came out today, I mean, we knew that stuff like this existed. Right. But you, when you see it coming out of Newsweek and Newsweek is just telling you this straight out, it's kind of like, oh, man, man, that makes it a little more real. Right. And there's actually a really good clip of uh, we, God, are, I love freedom. we Are Change going out to uh, people in New York City and Times Square. And I really think it's a phenomenal clip. And I'll try to play that before the hour break or during the hour break. But this is, I think, the one thing that Glenn Beck said that really hit home is he he, he presented this idea that FEMA camps were on the the agenda, if you will, or that he was trying to debunk this the fact that they are building these FEMA camps and then the question why. And so he then comes out, he kind of steps back and in, in, in a very good way and an effective way. He says, if you think, the, if you trust the government, 
then this is a good thing. If you don't, or you have any doubt mm-hmm. whatsoever, uh, then of course he proceeds to explain that no, this could be an e- extremely evil thing. And let's not forget what Ron Paul said in yes. that "what if" speech uh, about possibly uh, drafting us. I mean, there has been talk of draft, they did. yeah, uh, reestablishing a draft. Because keep in mind, and we'll get to the Iraq War and how the troops, the fifty thousand plus troops, are going to remain in Iraq. So this whole administration is complete bunk, and everything this guy said to campaign was complete bunk. Mm-hmm. But how are we going to fight two other wars while yeah. we have 50,000 in Iraq? We already got however many 20,000 plus uh, more going to Afghanistan. How are we going to get the personnel? And the question is a draft. So, uh, no, the big question here, the big point is if you trust the government, then, yeah, just go back to sleep and everything is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I don't know how you could not have questions, even if you were left, right, up, down, you know, green or blue or red. Because at this point, uh, there's so many questions that need to be answered, especially with this new administration. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when he says if you trust the government, that's fine. I don't, I don't know about I mean, it's not fine. You could trust them all day, but they're going to still throw you in a furnace at the end of the day. No, but I think, I think that's the point he's trying to make. I yeah. The point he's, at least from what I got from it, so maybe I'm wrong here, Ben, but the point I got from what Glenn Beck said was if you trust your government completely, if you think they're completely trustworthy and you trust everything they do, then no, you shouldn't worry about FEMA camps, and he has a point because they're obviously not for you if you trust them. It's yeah, the psychological true. point. And that's why I think it's, a, it's an effective way to communicate. You know, look, tell your folks out there and tell your friends. If you trust government, then fine. Everything's okay. But uh, if you have any questions at all, and I think there's not, there shouldn't be a person on this earth, or at least in America, that doesn't question something the government's doing, then there's obviously a lot more going on. And, and we're still talking about Bush stuff. You know, the, the Washington Post reported on post-9-11 memos showing, showing more Bush-era legal errors. Uh, you can, of course, read this for yourself, but I'll read a couple paragraphs. number of uh, major legal errors committed by Bush administration lawyers during the formulation of its early counterterrorism policies was far greater than previously known. This is, of course, just kind of adding on what you were talking about. According to internal Bush administration documents released for the first time by the Justice Department yesterday, those policies were based on at least 10 legal opinions conferring broad powers on the, president's, on the president that the Justice Department later deemed flawed and ordered withdrawn, including several approving the military search, detention, or trial of civilians in the United States without congressional input, according to the document. So, yeah, it's just one after been another. been politics a long time. Yeah, you st- we're still talking about this torture, the torture memos, and we're seeing a lot more now that they've been released. And, and you know... We have this huge problem that I think in a lot of people's minds it's faded away, Ben. You know, we're almost we've almost forgotten that Bush was even president because of this new administration and how the economy right now. I mean, the Dow just yeah. fell below seven thousand. I think it ended up down again today, and we're, some people are predicting five thousand. So it's almost like how many how many things can you juggle? I don't want to say balls because <laughs> then everybody makes fun of me. But I mean, how many things? I mean, mentally, they'll cut it up and yeah, use it. Yeah, because exactly, and we'll hear we'll hear about it down the line. No, but really, I mean, Ben, the question I have for you is. Do you, are you feeling the same thing I am where it almost feels like my brain can't take any more things to think about or worry about or try to report on? Because we're sitting in front of yeah. 50 articles each, you know, and it's it's almost like pick your poison. Pick what you want to talk about uh, of what's going on. It's hard to come up with uh, a streamline of topics because yeah, there's so is. many of them. It's insane. And then even, it's this, even this article goes on and gets even worse when it talks about, you know, some of the, the post-9-11 powers that were given to the Bush administration and... Uh, just how crazy, and then he gets into John Yu as well. So uh, we'll cover that a little bit when we get back. AnimalFarmShow.com is the website. Visit it. Become one with the farm. Right. Welcome to the White House.
Are gasoline and diesel fuel costs eating away your personal and business finances? Stupid question, right? Were there was a simple, low-cost and safe engine add-on that allowed your car, SUV, pickup, or even your semi to use water as a fuel? Yes, I said water. We have the answer. Go to hydrofreedom.com now to find out how you can boost your vehicle's gas mileage by 30, 50, or even 70% or more using water and gasoline together. An easy-to-assemble add-on produces HHO, a combination of hydrogen and oxygen, often called Brown's gas, and the only byproduct created is good old water. Your engine will run smoother, last longer, and have more power, better engine performance, and less harmful emissions. You may even qualify for an IRS refund just for using it. Check us out at hydrofreedom.com. Break away from the oil cartel and save money in the process. Go to hydrofreedom.com to learn more. That's www.hydrofreedom.com. Deadline Live and Jack Ludd are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the New World Order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to bravenewbookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about bravenewbookstore.com. Government is best, which governs least. Wake up and smell the fascism. Being in government means never having to say you're sorry. What part of unconstitutional do you not understand, George? In today's world full of tyranny and injustice, sometimes it seems the only thing we still have is our freedom of speech. Exercise your freedom of speech by purchasing your choice of hundreds of different Liberty Stickers, from humorous to serious, at libertystickers.com. LibertyStickers.com can even customize your own bumper stickers. It's time to stand up for what you believe. Invest in your freedom. Get your stickers at LibertyStickers.com for your family, friends, and community. Go to LibertyStickers.com or call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. And express your freedom of speech today. Call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. News and information you can trust. You're listening to Freedom Underground Radio. Freedom. Freedom. Underground Radio. Freedom Underground Radio. Some kind of way out of here Said Obama to the thief There's too much confusion
<laughs> That's great. It's an oldie but goodie there. Yeah. Hey, we are back. It is the Animal Farm Radio Show that you're listening to. 512-879-3805. That's the number to call us and reach us and talk to us. Jack Blood is going to be uh, joining us later on to talk about the Glenn Beck thing. Hope so. Um, he also said he wants to uh, talk about this article he kind of sent me, Hollywood Does Chemtrails, starring N. Hecht. I don't know what that is, but uh, we'll talk about it because he is Jack Blood and he can talk about whatever he wants Jack on Blood's our show. Jack the man, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we also are going to be having Bob Chapman on tomorrow from the International Forecaster. Great. He's our guest scheduled for uh, tomorrow, 6.30. That's going to start. And also, Cindy Sheehan is going to be on the show Monday. Right. Which is a very, very it's big a bombshell guest. guest. Yeah, and, we've uh, never had a, a guest like that. Hopefully... Uh, Hopefully she won't be co-opted yes. in any way. <laughs> Hopefully um, not. She's actually had some pretty interesting stories. But I remember her hotel room was bugged that one time. Yeah. She reported Beautiful on that. little theme. But uh, I, 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 for one, not to be, uh, you know, uh, just decadent or whatever the word is, I just really hope we can get our numbers up, man, because we, uh, we could really use the boost. So, folks, if you have yeah. friends, if you have people you think would like the Animal Farm, definitely shoot them over an email and, uh, you know, tell them where they can reach us. Of course, it's WFURadio.com and... Um, AnimalFarmShow.com as well, the website. That's right. But, uh, yes, we get, obviously, you know, yesterday we weren't live, so I know it's tough yeah. to come back. But these things, uh, these things take time. So, uh, Ben, you know, so far, it's really getting out of hand. And, you know, the, I'm not sure if it's just all fear-mongering or if these articles are put there on purpose. But mm-hmm. uh, it seems like a lot of big cities and a lot of the stimulus money. That's the other thing we're not talking about. Maybe Bob Chapman can even give us a little bit more uh, insight about that. But a lot of the stimulus money on this first bill, and I'm sure the second and third that are going to get passed, all the spending. And we talked about uh, the pork and, and all this and that. But, you know, Department of Homeland Security got that much money, $380 million, whatever it was, out of the, mm-hmm. the trillion. Uh, but a lot of cities have been getting funding to prop and beef up their their cities and in yep. one particular case we have little been, cameras here and there cameras and speed traps there was this uh this contractor son of a bitch and you know allegedly like jack would say he revealed this huge spending plan by the government to harden in quotes buildings and build military style checkpoints in minneapolis so uh check this out i mean this is you know how much more and glenn uh-huh. beck's coming out and saying and now we even have this uh, so what what area are we talking about uh minneapolis the minneapolis area and um, what what's going on? What what do you see, and what do you know? Well, I was just I was riding around with uh, my buddy today, and we were driving. Uh, we were actually out get 55 gallon drums, um, metal ones, because he's uh, he's going to store some gas up on a a lot up north. But um, uh, his cousin called while we were driving around, and he said um, he said, "Hey, I got to tell you about this." And we're like, "Okay." So we were driving around, and he said that um, he got a government contract because he does uh, remodeling for window installs. And he said uh, they're building a whole new manufacturing plant for just this manufacturing facility uh, outside Minneapolis to build uh, bulletproof glass um, just for government buildings. And he's like, we're we're driving, and he goes, whoa. He goes, you got to be kidding me. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what he's talking about. And uh, I'm like, okay. So he gets off the phone and he starts telling me this. And he said, you're never going to believe what my cousin Randy told me. And I'm like, okay. What, what happened? He said, well, he's doing all these government contracts and he knows we're slow on work. And he wants to know if, you know, maybe we can come help because they're going to train him in. And then they want to hire a whole bunch more people so that they can convert all these um, government buildings with uh, like eight-inch bulletproof glass on just a ton of government buildings. So when you you think about this, and this is just one case, and, you know, I Jeez, guess man. perhaps they're getting ready for, 
you know, dissent and, and really riots and, and all. I'm not sure what it is. I mean, I'm trying to pick apart the facts from the fiction, and I'm really trying to see the bigger picture. So, so far, I'm still asking a lot of questions, Ben. But, you know, I mean, really, uh, so we have this economic crisis, and the one, the one point I go back to and I ask people is if we're in such an economic crisis, which we are, why are we spending money on such projects as to harden government buildings as opposed to I would never. give mm-hmm. homeowners money to pay off their, their mortgages? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it really is incredible, and I do subscribe to the idea that we should be helping the homeowners, the taxpayers, yes. because that will help all the other problems at exactly. the same time. I mean, that will get us back to where yeah. we need to be. Right. As, uh, uh, you know, otherwise, this gets us to a place where nobody really wants to go, and that's, you know, well, yeah, because <laughs> where they, raids of civilians are attacking, uh, you know, government buildings. I, I just don't know what the hell they're planning. They, you know, I think they're getting Even ready when for when you win, next. you lose. <laughs> right. And, you know, it, if you give the, the taxpayers the money, the government spun, spending becomes... The taxpayer spending, mm-hmm. and therefore everybody gets paid off. People buy new cars. You know, yeah. yep. you go into the whole economic thing. We'll talk to about Chapman about that. It's kind of weird that they're kind of using, uh, you know, civilian uh, money to harden their security against civilians. That's just that's a really bugged out notion in itself. If you look at it, yeah, I mean, it, it's just the question is how deep are you willing to acknowledge the the financial raping that we're experiencing? I mean, they are bailing out companies that have done wrong with our money, we're not even allowed to ask them what they do with it. Yeah. Uh, and then they're actually providing, you know, government buildings with hundreds of millions of dollars while at the same time the veterans on the street are still starving and are dying on the street. Mm-hmm. They haven't, there's this new thing about Agent Orange, new Supreme Court case denied Agent Orange. We'll get yep. to that too. Yeah, I mean, I it's just that. one thing after another. Mm-hmm. But And now, you know, government buildings are getting money. So, wow, you know, what are the priorities of any of these administrations? And that's the question Where? you have to what ask. Locations? Yeah. Just all around Minneapolis, the Minneapolis government building. And why are the, why would they be reinforcing it with how 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 thick? Uh, I think he said something like military grade bulletproof glass. Interesting. I wonder why they're doing that right now. I have no idea. But but he said well he said the the manufacturing company that he's got the contract through said it was because they were. Um, they were afraid of, I think, biological weapons or something is what he said it was for. But he told my cousin, he's like, you know, I've been doing my research. He's like, I don't think it's for that. He said, I think they're doing that because they know there's going to be civil unrest and people are going to be, you know, doing things and rioting against the government and doing like what they've done in Iceland and Greece and whatever, and they're going to start breaking windows. Yeah, I think it's really just a matter of time, Ben. I hate to think this way, but yeah. human beings can only take so much. You know, mm-hmm. there, there is a point where even the most dull-brained American sitting on his ass in the, in the living room watching TV all day, uh, once that lifestyle becomes yeah. um, unlivable, dare I say it, or once the stress and the pressure becomes great enough, what else do you do? You know, yeah. if, you know, people will do anything to survive. Well, it gets to the point where you know people feel that they need to defend themselves by going on the offense against you know their governments, and when, yes. when you know government as an entity becomes an offensive thing and you know predatory in a way where it where it just puts its own people down, similar to what's happening right now, where they're y- taking our money and using it and giving it to the elites and giving it to all the big businesses out there while raping the little person out there, um, you know, which has always been the case with inf- inflation and our, and our fiat currency in general. But mm-hmm. That's called know, insertion. Once people start to realize this and start to understand that you know, we are literally under attack by our own government, then they start to feel that you know, they're not... They're, when they riot and when they 
go out there and when they start popping off politicians and things like that, they're in a defensive mode with that. They're not in an offensive mode. You know what I mean? No question. It's it's just, I mean, every time we do this show, every other yeah. day, I just keep asking, you know, when is this stuff going to become you know, obvious enough for people it's to start? You know, there's still people who don't even know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, still I at this point. Uh, when we get back, Iran is not close to nuclear weapons, says Robert Gates. So the fear-mongering continues, and then it doesn't, and then it does. So stay tuned, folks. So much more on the farm. There are many types of storable foods, but how about a superfood that contains every nutrient that the human body needs for survival? 50% protein, 300 milligrams of potassium per ounce, and calcium and magnesium for your heart and bones, with many more nutrients found in this incredible food source that the government does not want you to have. This product is available in powder, seeds, and oil, and is shipped free to your door in the U.S. This product is illegal to grow in the U.S., but is legal to import. Don't waste time thinking about storing food, plan ahead and prepare for yourself and your family now and be in control of your destiny. You can save and invest your money, but in the end, food will be your greatest asset. Remember what the Word of God says in Ezekiel 7:19. Call 908-691-2608 and see what the powder, seeds, and oil can do for you. Remember, food will be your greatest asset. Call 908-691-2608. This product does not contain THC. Call 908-691-2608 today. Collectors, outdoor enthusiasts, survivalists. The Army-Navy store from your memory as a child is just that, a memory. But there is still one place to find everything from gas masks to ammo cans and find it cheap. MainMilitary.com. Get hard to find objects like real wool blankets for under 20 bucks, canteens for just $2, or trioxane fuel for just a dollar a box. M-A-I-N-E Military.com with free shipping on items over $150, not including heavy items. Find surplus items for cheap now, like 30 caliber cleaning kit for just $2.99 a piece or a dozen for $30. Flare pistols are only $25. Want to add a brand new Israeli gas mask to your collection? Kids and adult sizes are just $20. Get G3 Mag for just two bucks or a military fuel can for only $16. Add the siphon holes for another $7.99. Find it all online at MainMilitary.com. With shipping throughout the world, check out MainMilitary.com or call 877-608-0179. That's 877-608-0179. Call today. Gold prices are at historic highs, and with the recent pullback, this is a great time to buy. With the value of the dollar, risks of inflation, geopolitical uncertainties, and instability in world financial systems, I see gold going up much higher. Hi, I'm Tim Fry at Roberts and Roberts Brokerage. Everybody, 800-874-9760. We're Roberts and Roberts Brokerage. 800-874-9760. No rules. No taboo topics. No fear of doom. We are Freedom Underground Radio. Waking on a sex bomb. Plowing through your beefield. Absolutely. Getting out my pitchfork. Poking your head. Poking your head. No love on the sex bomb tonight, Ben. <laughs> 512-879-3805. Call us. We're lonely. 512-879-3805. I want to continue reading on this article about, uh, you know, Bush considering ending the First Amendment, the freedom of the press. Yeah. Um, and then also the Justice Department, the scummy Justice Department, secretly giving the green light for the U.S. military to attack apartment buildings and office complex in the United States. Uh, many of the actions discussed in the 
October uh, 23rd, 2001 memo uh, to then White House Counsel Alberto Gonzalez, Alberto, I love torture Gonzalez, excuse me, yeah. and Secretary of Defense Donald, uh, uh, I like snapping the heads of rabbits, Rumsfeld, <laughs> Chief, <laughs> I don't know. Never heard that one, I don't know what I'm never talking about. Never actually heard that one. <laughs> Chief Lawyer William Haynes uh, were never actually taken, but the memo from the Justice Department's awful of le- Office of Legal Counsel, along with others made public for the first time Monday, illustrates with new details the extraordinary post 911 powers asserted by Bush administration's lawyers. These assertions ultimately led to the controversial policies as allowed the uh, the waterboarding of terror suspects and permitting warrantless uh, wiretaps of U.S. citizens, uh, steps that remain the subject of ongoing investigations by Congress and the Justice Department uh, investigating itself, just asinine, just, again, craziness. The memo was uh, co-written by John Yu, uh, the one that likes to torture children. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, the Deputy Attorney General in the Office of Legal Counsel, Yu now a professor at the Belt Hall School of Law at the University of California, Berkeley, has emerged as one of the central figures in these ongoing investigations. But I guess it's just crazy. It says, in perhaps the most surprising assertion, the October 23, 2001 memo suggests the president could even suspend press freedoms if he concluded it was necessary to wage war on terror. First Amendment speech and press rights may also be subordinate to the overriding need to wage war successfully, is what you wrote in the memo entitled Authority for Use of Military Force to Combat Terrorist Activity Within the United States. Just totally crazy, man. Uh, These people, again, these people will do whatever they want. And it was very funny when I was talking to Charles Ratner last time he was here. What country was it that he had said had the almost the exact same constitution as the United States? Didn't he say it was Liberia? Liberia, Liberia, right? Liberia was the only country out there that had... And he was basically explaining to me, like, yes, Liberia had almost the same constitution as the United States, but obviously didn't succeed because no one was willing to uphold it. All the corruption went in place. All the politicians went in and said, screw the the constitution. We're going to do whatever we want to the people. And the people didn't stand up. And that's why why they were essentially just became slaves and, and, you know, fall in line with the rest of the the uh, third world, you know? And and that's the exact same thing that's happened in the, in the United States here. They can go out and they can pass all these stupid laws that they want that, you know, completely destroy the Constitution, but if we don't stand up to them in whatever way we want, then they're going to completely just take it away. It's only as strong as what you... You, yeah. you only have the rights that you're willing to fight for. And anybody that's not willing to fight for those rights, you don't have crap. You're, you're a piece of dirt. You're absolutely right. And I think I'm going to play that clip uh, during the hour break of We Are Change. I think it's Rodowski and a couple of other the, the great guys in Times Square talking to people. And I want people to listen to this clip very carefully because, I, to me, you know, it illustrates that, you know, we – it's easy when when you know something to look at other people and say, ah, that guy's stupid. He doesn't yeah. know what I know. And I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty as well. Yeah. But – my theory has always been, even though you may talk to someone and explain something to them that is true, they might reject it for a number of reasons. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily stupid uh, or not. You know, they might be ignorant. But at the end of the day, I think if people did know what was really going on, I think people's reactions would be similar to ours. And that's why yeah. we, on the farm at least, whether it's right or wrong, we always preach you you have to know what the problem is before you can act. Yes, absolutely. You cannot fight an enemy that you don't you don't know exists. I was listening back to the Burmese interview. And uh, he, he, he really, you know, 
it's a great interview that we they did. They laughed at him. Yeah, there he is right there. <laughs> but he explained a lot of things, man. Can you hear me I, right now? You know, he was talking to a lot of folks, and he was trying to explain to them certain issues about Obama. And I think he's an effective communicator. But that's why, uh, you know, that's why the clip that we're going to play during the hour break is so important. Because just to illustrate, when Rudowski does tell somebody, well, this is what it is. What do you think about that? Then mm-hmm. they, they get, well, that's ridiculous. A lot of people didn't know that Obama's already bombed Pakistan. Yeah. You know, go to your Obama friends there and ask them, do you know that Obama's already bombed Pakistan? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's, it's just carrying the torch. But it was ridiculous. At the end of the day, Ben, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to look at the progression of things here. And we, we see this. I mean, the, the level of corruption in this in this government right now, I think, is at an all time high in the history, history of this country. Absolutely. At least I think so. I think that we're you know, we really are close and on par with the you know Lincoln Civil War days where he was locking up congressmen, locking up members of the press for, you know, talking out against him and his policies. I think we're, you know, literally on par with that. But I think what's a little bit worse about this situation that we're in um, is that there is an entire infrastructure put in place already to lock us up and to put us away. Right. And that is the scary part about it. And, you know, and of course, it's going to take, unless they use military, it's going to take police officers. And, I mean, the more and more you look around and the more and more, you know, times you go to the YouTubes of the world and you listen to news around the world, around the country, you see, especially in the United States, you see a lot of policemen and policewomen that are not train correctly because you know i mean i don't want to bring up the next you know the next chapter of police abuse of course this little girl in a cell and i'm sure she was probably mouthing off something like that to a cop Ugh. and this guy just smashed her against the wall started beating her to hell on the 15 floor 15 year old girl it's a 15 year old girl uh, i don't care what a 15 year old girl does to you she can spit on you she can throw something at you you are a police officer and you have authority over her if she's in a cell you know she's being locked up you can't smash her on the ground you got to be a better man you have to be a man to begin with this guy's obviously not a man yeah and I'd like to try my take on him because this, know, this really pisses me off. And bitch, man. You, it disgusts you go around me. And you beat up little girls, man. I mean, what a scumbag. What kind of, what kind of, you? You're not a man. You're not even a woman for that matter. No. You're not even a human being. But This, and this so the, really pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, and the, the progression of everything, I'm just trying to look at it from an outside perspective. I mean, you have the military doing their thing, and, of course, the wars uh, overseas. We have the, the basic uh, economic collapse of the country. Who knows where that's going to lead? And uh, more of the Gordon Brown. I mean, it, that's something we have to keep on as well. They had their press conference today. You're hearing about this world solution, Ben, and mm-hmm. not for nothing. I mean, if this does not sound like the next big step towards what they have called and what they have talked about a new world order, then what is? What, you know, what are they That's talking about? Are we going to get our new currency? Is that what's going to be the next thing? I mean, mm-hmm. this is the question I have, and maybe Bob Chapman can answer it. But all this progression, man, the, the the downgrading of the police, the entrance of the military in in our affairs, the FEMA camps. Yeah, it, obviously, it looks like we're going in one place, and it's nowhere good. So yeah. I'm not sure <clears> what the the overall solution is. I think information has to be spread, especially now. Hopefully, people are opening up their ears and eyes because of the pressure. Oh yeah, man, it's time to rally the troops, big time. I mean, you know, whatever in whatever way we can. Really? Um, you know, go go out. I know firearm sales have gone up big time, but I mean, we just it is coming to a point. Like I said before, man, it is coming to a point where we are on the defense against this type of stuff. And you know, it's it's only a matter of time, I think, before they kick down the door to this studio and try to drag us away because uh, saying some stuff that we don't like. I mean, who knows? That may happen. It may not. But I I don't even feel that the Barack Obama administration has even controlled this government anymore, man. I think it's it is beyond that. You know yeah. what I mean? He is the he he is the changed conductor on the runaway train, as we say often here. You know, he it, it, this is beyond him. He's almost a figurehead. He's not 
he, he you know he has no control over foreign policy right because he can't i mean sure he could try to bring the the thing home but the political system is that in this country where if he tries to bring troops home from uh random countries overseas the the military industrial complex is just going to bite his head off right similar to the way they did with kennedy yeah, except w- they didn't bite they shot yeah it should, certainly did there ben oh boy we're pilgrims in an unholy land <laughs> Yeah, I mean, another thing that Burmis was saying, one of the, I lost my train of thought before with Burmis, but he was explaining how when Bill Clinton was in office, you know, he was a big fan of Bill Clinton. And, you know, it, it was harder at that time to see what was wrong with government yeah. because we had a surplus. You know, people had jobs. And when you're happy, healthy, and fat, it's, you know, who's going to complain about that? Uh, but at least now, uh, that's why I think now rallying the troops are really trying to go the extra mile and just trying to get some information out. And you know what, man? Uh, keep talking to your friends. I don't care if they don't want to hear it because i got to tell you the truth. One of my best friends uh, who I've been talking to for a while, I was hanging out after some – we were going out to the bar. We were back hanging out at my house. And I don't remember talking to him about the Federal Reserve. I don't remember ever actually talking to him about the Federal Reserve. If I did, it was very little. Mm-hmm. And he was – he's the usual doubter. You're crazy. You're nods. Get the F out of here. You're yeah. He came out and was telling one of my other friends, he's like, yeah, dude, you better look up the Federal Reserve. Do you know what that's all about? Mm-hmm. And I, I, wow. I, I almost I, I turned white. I was like, wow. You know, so I think the only optimistic thing I can say tonight, Ben, unfortunately, is that I think uh, there is still hope for people no matter how blind they might seem. Yeah. I think it's still, uh, you know, the pressure's on, man. And I, I mean, if you really can deny what's going on now, you really have to have a belief system above anything else. But keep, well, I forget that keep Hen- fighting it. Yeah, I forget that Henry Ford quote that I think it was, he said something along the lines, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something along the lines of if, uh, if the American people understood the way their financial system worked, there'd be a revolution tomorrow. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think that that's really, I think Aaron Russo had it right, man. Right. He, he, picked a, uh, an issue, the Federal Reserve, and he went off on it, and he exposed the truth of what it was. Right. And I think that movie uh, woke a lot of people up, America, Freedom to Fascism. Sure. I actually gave that to a friend not too long ago. He just returned it and said, holy crap, man, that movie opened my eyes. Well, well yeah. And, he, and I ended up talking to him about, you know, two and a half hours about what was really happening in the world, you know, how, how it was affecting us, and how the monetary system was just a tool that you know, well-to-do people use to redistribute wealth toward them. You know, the rich siphoning sure. off the poor. I don't want to make this a class warfare type of thing because you know, when you when you talk about class warfare, people accuse you of being a communist because that you know, obviously, oh, it's class warfare. I think we should take the money from the rich people and give it back to the poor. No, no, no. It is a financial system, an institution designed to siphon money off of poor people and give it to rich people. And once you start to realize that, even the rich people are getting screwed. Even the lower class. Sure. Rich people, which is considered the upper class to us and to most of the people listening, the upper class is getting screwed as well because the super elite are now taking their money, taxing the hell out of them, uh, you know, financially uh, inflating the the fiat uh, currency bubble and and just completely leaving everybody broke. Right. So must you always be so busted, honest? (laughs) I think America right now should just have the same for sale type signs that you see on your local businesses on the street. Look, look around Stamford, Connecticut, where we broadcast. I mean, everything. There's a a a men's clothing store, Joseph A. Bank, Mm -hmm. and there's a commercial that comes on all the time now. 
80% off suits, mm-hmm. 70% off sweaters. Yeah, they might as well give them away. You know, business is so bad at this point. Um, you know, everything is going down the tubes. I was talking to a real estate agent, and they're, you know, they're, they have nothing coming in, nothing at all. So hundreds of thousands of dollars off of houses right now because, I mean, the business is so bad. But, you know, America at this point, to get the, uh, the bigger point across, they should just have that. Everything's for sale. Everything right now must go, kind of like the new Steely Dan album. Everything must go because everything's for sale, and we're all going to feel it. So yeah. uh, we'll play a couple clips uh, during this break. Come on back and talk about feds granting eminent domain as collateral to China for U.S. debts. So unfortunately, folks, the news <laughs> does not get any better. Stay with us. Can you believe there are forces that don't want you to hear Freedom Underground Radio? We are forward-thinking individuals, pioneers of new media and digital space. FU Radio represents truth without fear. We are always finding new and unique ways to inform people. You can help. Visit our donations page and keep Freedom Underground Radio the pulse of new media. Warning. 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 Underground Radio is habit-forming. 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 Use the truth carefully. Who's Britney Spears' ex-husband? Kevin Federline. Kevin Federline. Kevin Federline. Kevin Federline. Kevin Federline. Kevin Federline. Kevin The two teams that just played in the Super Bowl recently. Um, the Steelers and um, the, Cardinals. the Cardinals. Steelers and the Cardinals. Yeah. All right. All right. What, what is the Bill of Rights? Oh, it's... um. Um, oh, I know what you're doing. I know what the Bill of Rights is. It's, it's, um... <laughs> what are the Bill of Rights? <laughs> I don't um, know. Freedom of speech. Oh, right? wait. Freedom of... Isn't there you're neighbor one? their arms. And, um, it's like, um, we learned in politics, but I wasn't really listening. Oh. <laughs> what is the Bilderberg Group? Huh? What now? No idea. It's not a clue. What now? <laughs> Bilderberg Group? Bilderberg Group, yeah. Don't know anything about the Bilderberg Group. The what? The what? The Bilderberg Group. Just Bilderberg. Bilderberg? No. Wait, what is it? The Bilderberg Group. Bilderberg, no. They build birds? <laughs> no, they don't, they don't build birds, no. So, the Bilderberg Group is it's a group of some of the most powerful people in the world in business, politics, media, some of the most wealthiest people. They gather once a year in a five-star hotel somewhere in the, in the world, once in the United States and once somewhere else, and they actually get together and uh, discuss foreign policy, and they change the direction of the world. Bill Clinton has been to the Bilderberg meetings. So has Hillary Clinton while she was running for president. Uh, Barack Obama has been there. And what they do is when they get together, they, do, they start discussing things, and it's in private. I think it's being guarded by a bunch of military. They, no one's allowed to report. The media is allowed in to discuss, but they're not allowed to report what comes out. Um, and that's what really discusses our foreign policy. What do you guys think about that? It's horrible. I mean, how do you feel about these people behind closed doors meeting with media, corporations, banks, deciding policy in secret without even the mainstream media talking about it? How do you feel as citizens of, you know, of England about this? Neglected. I'm not so yeah. No, I do think that's so The bastards. 
<laughs> they should inform us, like, yeah. what's going on. Because we actually have a right to now. I mean, like, we chose him as our president. Well, not our president, no, we, but you yeah. chose him as your president. Yeah, and what's we the point? We what, what he's doing, on the BBC. What, yeah. What's the point in, like, what's the point in, like, um, you know, having rights and saying that you've got it's a free country and equality for all when it's like, well, let us know about stuff then. Can you tell us a little bit about the Bilderberg Group? Bilderberg is like it's like a, a worldwide organization, right? Of of really wealthy people. I used to read Spotlight Mag uh, newspaper. What's your opinion on the Bilderberg Group? Oh, it definitely exists. Obviously, look at what's going on with Exxon Mobil. I mean, they're record-breaking profits, and we're all. Do you think? Recession. Yeah. Do you think our president should be um, conferring with the Bilderberg Group when he makes his policies? No, he shouldn't be. But of course, it's all about money and making profit, right? What do you think about Barack Obama? Barack is the bomb. He is the number one. Barack Obama! Barack Obama. I love oh, he's him. Lovely. Can we he's lovely. He's definitely he's the best brilliant. I want to engage him. He's sexy. What policies do you like of Barack Obama? All of them. Um, I like that he's going to try to start pulling troops out of Iraq. Yeah. Definitely. Because yeah. I'm not so good on, like, big on the whole Iraq thing. Yeah. What do you think about him taking the troops from Iraq and surging uh, 30,000 troops into Afghanistan? I think that's quite um, a cause, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm kind of, I don't know. <laughs> what do you what do you think about uh, Barack Obama his first days in office actually bombing Pakistan and killing 25 innocent civilians? I didn't know that. I don't like him anymore. <laughs> wow. Did you know did you know about that? No. I'm speechless. He bombed Pakistan within a couple of days as soon as he came in an office. Wow. I didn't know he bombed it. I didn't even know this. Already. Yeah, that's uh, Did you guys even hear about that? Actually no. No. It's right. I mean, do you think we're getting the truth from the mainstream media? Um, no, not really, because, like you said, that Obama sent drone missiles to bomb Pakistan. We should have heard about it, like, because this is our country, and we have a right to know. Awful. That's terrible. That is awful. I mean, uh, we don't know all the reasons behind it, so I, I don't know. I'd rather hear everything and then yeah. make he was a decision very slowly on slowly to England. <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, you guys are against the war, right? Yeah. 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 How do you feel about politicians promising to end war and not really doing it? I mean, throughout history, people never want wars. It's always the big corporations and the big banks pushing for these wars and starting this military-industrial complex and getting into these wars and making up all these excuses. Do you think this is going to continue? I mean, people say we're going to be in Iraq for the next hundred years. I mean, how do you feel about that growing up? I mean, you're in London. Your troops are fighting in there, too. Yeah. Well, I think... I'm totally against war in every way, but, yeah. and I, I disagree with politicians who say, yeah, we're going to pull out of here, and don't mention the fact they're going to put people in other places. But I do understand, like, why they go to war kind of thing. I don't like I the empty promises. promises. Yeah. I don't like uh, the empty promises now. I think that's absolutely... And America's supposed to be, you know, categorized as, like, a good nation or some... a country that we all, we all should be proud of. And that just... That's like... <laughs> WFU Radio. What voice is that, Ben? 
Exactly. Now. That's the, uh, what is that? That's the oh, old Howard okay, Stern. Oh, yeah, my, my fault. Coming right back at you, uh, WFU Radio. <laughs> We've got Jack Blood on the line here. He's going to be talking to us about uh, the, the latest Glenn Beck article in the FEMA camps. Yes, Jack, are you with us? Women want to I am with you guys. Uh, good to hear you. Men want to Hold on, be shut up, Jack. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Jack Blood. Yes! My fault. Ah, uh, Jack Blood. Infamous host, DeadlineLive.info. The chat room is, is gone, but his website still has great articles and great posts. And Jack... I don't think you actually heard the clip I just played. Uh, I don't think I looped it through to the system. I played the We Are Change clip, Luke Radowski and a couple of his other boys in Times Square, uh, you know, talking to just the general mass population, actually some folks from London. But Yeah, I heard it, actually. That was brilliant. Okay, good. I'm glad you heard it, because I wasn't sure if I patched it through. So, great. Uh, I think no, it's a... I heard it. I heard it the other way. I... Oh, okay. I understand. I, I think it's a great clip, Jack. And, uh, I, I, you know, obviously we want to talk about a lot of things tonight, but we left off through, after the first hour, you know, just talking about how people are still thinking. People just, you know, with the worship of Obama, the two things I took from the clip are that, yes, people are still completely in the dark, but the reactions, I liked a lot of them because once they were told, they didn't just giggle and poop themselves. They actually had some interesting things to say. So I'll preface it with that. But either way, Jack, it's good to have you on the show. And uh, tell us how you're doing and give us a little information. I'm doing terrible, and uh, oh great! Right. Uh, but it, it's fun to be on your show, guys. You know, I, I'm a big fan of the Animal Farm, and well, you can use that for a clip at some point. <laughs> yes, no, Jack. Uh, I just I spent all day today writing an article, which I think is connected to this Glenn Beck thing in some way. It's entitled "Death from Above: Hollywood Does Chemtrails." It's at DeadlineLive.info. I just posted it about an hour ago. It is regarding a new film called Toxic Skies. Ben, I sent that to you in your email so you could actually play the trailer for this. But All right. the synopsis is is amazing, and I'll go over that when you guys are ready. But but basically, it's a movie about how the chemtrails are, are making a lot of people sick, and it causes mass panic and a pandemic, and quarantines in Seattle it ends up killing 70% of the people in Seattle stars Anne Heche and others, and it's been shown now in Australia, though I don't think it's been shown and may never be shown here in the United States of America. But you can read my story and uh, read all the different connections and check out the trailer and all the different links that explains you know, pretty much where I'm coming from here. All right. Uh, do you want us to play the trailer now, Jack? i got it queued up. Oh, you do? Yeah. Um, well, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about the Glenn Beck thing first, so well, does you it guys tie do in what or? you want to do, but it's, it's pretty shocking, really, and I'll read the synopsis as well. It's crazy. All right. Well, t- talk to us about Glenn Beck first, This, you know, the fact that he went out there and he talked about FEMA camps on national tel- television in the morning, Fox and Friends. What does that say? Do you think, uh, you know, when I talked to you on the phone earlier, you had said, you know, obviously this person isn't a person we can trust, and the reason that he's putting this information out is to kind of uh, get people out of the woodwork. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Well, sure. I mean, you know, one of the things I noticed during the campaign season for the presidency, he was booking around and had a number of Secret Service agents protecting him. So, I, you know, I, I don't trust the guy at all. And he has been a denier of all things conspiratorial for many, many years. He's been really kind of holding the uh, government stories on you name it. Uh, hated Ron Paul at first. Now he's courting him. So... Uh, I believe the guy is being used by the usual suspects at CENTCOM and, and other places in order to 
not only number one scare the people but also and if you read my story about this chemtrail thing to warn the people because it is part of the program that you know the cremating of the care so to speak that you have to warn people before you do these things to them but it seems to me that the last couple of shows i've watched guys he's been really inciting people to rise up in such a way that could be detrimental for freedom i mean it's important that we do stand together we rise up and you know we let these people know what we think redress our grievances and maybe even take further action but i'm not following glenn beck in all of that so uh, yeah, it's a fear-based mind control program on one level, I believe, and another, it, it is to instigate people into the streets and to rile up the, the unwashed masses. The one thing that really uh, confused me about this whole Glenn Beck thing, and it started last week, Jack, um, I guess I'm not sure, maybe I'm 50-50 on it, but last week he comes out on Fox and Friends, and you know, with all of his, you know, now he's like the new uh, you know, psychic out. He's like, oh, I'm, I see pandemics, I see civil unrest. And I, when it first happened, we covered it, and my question to everybody out there, and we got some good feedback from our listeners, Jack, but it's just, why? You know, why would Fox allow him on the morning show, of all shows, morning show, uh, to talk about this? And I figured, ah, maybe it was just a blunder, maybe he's starting to lose his mind, maybe he's getting a conscience and all that, because after Ron Paul, after he received death threats from Ron Paul fans or from whomever, that's when he started liking Ron Paul again. So whatever, I just kind of scratched it off. And, and now this week yes. he comes out and he actually talks not about predictions, but he talks about substance. He talks about FEMA camps, you know, something that we've been talking about for two, three, four yeah. years now. We always got laughed at. But now he's out oh. again on the morning show talking about this. So, you know, I know he's inconsistent and we've covered him enough to know that he's always, he's all over the place. Either he's far this or far that or, you know, he'll be pro-First Amendment this day they don't say we have to be put in camps the next. But the question I have for you, Jack, is why do you think Fox and Friends or Fox News Network in and of itself, why are they, other than to promote his show and to fearmonger, why are they, are they allowing this to, to occur on the morning show, uh, especially since it's not really anti-Obama? You know, it's not like, oh, the neocons, you know, yeah. revenge against Obama. Why do you think they're letting it go? Yeah, first of all, let's be very clear. I mean, this, in a way, vindicates all of us going back to Tex Mars and so many others who have been talking about this for years. Uh, I had interviewed Oliver North. In fact, I'm going to play a little bit of that on my show tomorrow, guys, where you know he promises to bring out a film crew if I could find a FEMA camp. And, well, I'd mentioned that he was the author of the Civilian Inmate Labor Program at the Army War College, and that's why I was asking him that, and, and we knew where camps were at that point. So we have been vindicated, absolutely. Uh, but I think that part of this has to do, I mean, what I mentioned earlier, I think should be uh, part of the question. It should be relevant, you know, this fear-mongering process of paralyzing Americans under all of this fear to, to uh, cause this dissent and to rile up the American public to go off half-cocked so that they can be put in camps. But more than that, I have been noticing the mainstream media for years co-opting what we do. And for one reason, that's where the audience is. More and more people are listening to people like us and, and Alex Jones and whoever. Uh, they know that there is a big audience for them if they begin talking about these things. Uh, and it's almost impossible to continue to deny them anyway. So they, they win on, again, a cost-benefit analysis. I've heard Rush Limbaugh talking about Von Hayek and money being printed out of thin air and sounding like Ron Paul. For years now, I've heard Laura Ingrate, as I call her, and uh, Michael Weiner Savage <laughs> talking about the New World Order being run by liberals to you know, concentrate power into the hands of global governance. Right, so, yeah. you know, one, 
days years ago I used to think, well, you know, the, this is going to become popular and guys like us are going to get, you know, the big shows and well, what ended up happening is in order to protect themselves, they have to co-opt our message and put their own spin on it. So there is a degree of that as well. Yeah, you see that a lot and you saw that in the Ron Paul campaign with oh, yeah. with him uh, you know, saying things that and everybody's like, Man, that guy makes sense. Who the hell is that guy? And then all of a sudden he kinda of fades in the background when Mike Huckabee starts coming out. Yeah. Obama. Mike Huckabee comes out and starts right. talking the same language that Ron Paul's talking about and then Barack well, and Obama let me just say this one more thing. Also, when you hear something from Glenn Beck, the majority of people now who are firmly in the camp of, of the Democrats and the Obama files are going to say, oh, well, you heard that on Rush Limbaugh or Glenn Beck. You must be some kind of a, a wacko right-winger or something, which is also kind of part of the plan is to out people who are decidedly right-wing or extremist or who could be terrorists. Remember that in the legislation called H.R. 1955, the Homegrown uh, Terrorist Act, yeah, uh, the short uh, title there, I mean, they were mentioning Richard Gage and people from uh, – architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth being potential homegrown terrorists. And now we're seeing on A&E, Discovery Channel, History Channel, documentary after documentary about, you know, right-wing extremists and uh, potential homegrown terrorists here. So uh, it all seems to go together in this mass combination, and that's normally how they do it. So it isn't never, it's never just one thing. It's usually a lot of different things, and that's to answer your question with a, quite a long uh, soliloquy there. Cool. Yeah, the, the other thing, too, Jack, and, you know, maybe you agree or disagree, and I'd like to get your thoughts on it. I'm trying to come up with some kind of optimism here, Jack. I know it's difficult, especially as things do – they're just getting worse. I'm sorry, but they are, and I'm not trying to fearmonger people and put you in a bad mood. And I know the farm is always trying to, <laughs> trying to spin things and have fun. But, I mean, let's let's face it. Uh, every day the news gets worse, and it's every single area, healthcare, you know, uh, education, obviously, uh, the economy, et cetera, et cetera. But here's the one thing I took – you know, maybe I took too much from that clip, but – it seems to me that if you talk to Obama fans uh, and you explain certain things to them, I'm not seeing a lot of the same responses uh, that you used to get when you used to talk to the Bush fans about Bush. In other words, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, we're going we're gonna to skip this break because whatever, we're not getting paid. Um, <laughs> and we have the legend Jack Leno line. Anyway, Jack, let me sum it up. Do you think that the people supporting Obama, even though they look blind on the outside, do you think that there's a lot more uh, openness or intellect behind those eyes when you try to explain that, yes, he's already bombed Pakistan. Yes, he's always going to keep 50,000 troops in Iraq. Yes, he's going to expand war. Do you think that we have more of a chance to um, to get those people to come around and think as opposed to the people who were supporting Bush for eight years? No. <laughs> Sorry. Well, they will. I mean, Obama just a month or two ago had 90-some percent approval ratings. Those are now down to 60 percent, and they're trying to hold it there. Uh, as you remember, George Bush had 90-some percentile approval ratings after 9-11, and those went down into the 20s and 30s. Right. You know, obviously people can be influenced, and this whole story by Glenn Beck, I mean, this could really backfire because it, it is, again, vindicating people like us who have yeah. been saying this for years. So I guess we were right again, but also people are going to look into that and, and believe it and, and really, you know, start looking for more information like that, which could really free their minds. So... If you want to put an optimistic spin on it, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the more these people try to get away with, the more people they wake up. I don't know when they're ever going to realize that. I hope they don't. Yeah, me too, man. And and you know, right? what do you what do you think of the reaction of some of the people on Fox and Friends? You know, saying, "Oh yeah, I knew about the FEMA camps." I mean, are they, yeah, one of them actually said, "Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard about that." Yeah, I mean, is that is that a case where they you know got 
the info from somebody, some random person or patriot sent them an email and said, hey, check this out. Let's not make too much of this. First of all, it's common knowledge. Uh, I mean, look, rule by by fear, rule by law was a big story that came out last year in the San Francisco Chronicle, which documented the, the FEMA camps. Everybody heard about the Halliburton ICE camps. Uh, people have known about the you know immigration camps. My God, in World War II, there were mass roundups, and they put people in camps. Uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of people yeah. in camps. I mean, it's not like we don't have a history yep. of this. And again, I mentioned the SILP program, which is pretty much common knowledge. You know, it isn't like these things are, are hidden or it's some big conspiracy theory. Like a lot of the things we talk about, it's right there. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I guess people knew about it. It's it's the fact that they're talking about it that I think. You know where we have a story, but you know uh, Rex 84, uh, individual concrete prison cells out of Utah. That was a story we talked about. The trains with the shackles and the bars that Tex Mars has been talking about all these years. Uh, the Military Commissions Act of 2006, uh, Rex 84, Executive Order PD 51. Uh, in Hurricane Katrina, we found that the very sports stadiums that we saw our bread and circus in could be our prisons as they you know, rehabilitated the Superdomes and the convention centers into makeshift FEMA camps and people being dragged off to these FEMA camps right on live TV. So none of this is a big mystery or a conspiracy theory. It's the, the, the debate is what are they going to use things, these things for, and that's, that's where we're at. Right, Jack. And, and just to add on and just to, I guess, try to keep looking at all of what's going on, especially what we're talking about through the lens of activism, um, you know, the other piece of optimism that I'm taking from this is that after this election and the, you know, the absolute record-setting amount of people who voted in this election, the record-setting people who came to see the inauguration, um, regardless of ethnicity, whatever, all that color <laughs> – I, I, I really believe that it's no longer taboo or uninteresting or boring or something that you're not supposed to do to talk to people about politics. You know, when during the Bush years and years before, who the hell wants to talk about politics? Sports are on. The race is on. Uh, look at entertainment. You know, let, let's hang out and drink beer. And we all love doing those things. But now we're in the age where not only are things getting progressively worse, so the pressure comes up, people start thinking for themselves. But really, we're talking about, well, if you're going to walk around with the Obama shirts, now, you know, very few people even had Bush shirts. Now yeah. you are responsible, and now you can't look at me and say, oh, I don't want to talk about politics. B.S. Yeah. Like, we, like we both reported, Ben, yeah. after the election, this is what we can use to, I think, become such more effective activists, for lack of better English. Well, that is, you know, when the, when loose change, when the, I'm sorry, not the loose no. change people, the we are change, we are change people yeah. went out there and started saying, hey, did you know he bombed Pakistan? People started freaking out. They were like, "Holy crap! I didn't. I, I can't believe he bombed Pakistan. How did we not hear about and it?" And you didn't get the you didn't get the usual reaction like, "Oh, you're crazy! You're a conspiracy theorist." Because yeah. we're talking about a much younger generation of people now, mm-hmm. and I do think that their minds are still open for business. They're a little bit uh, a little bit you know distrustful of the mainstream media sure. because you know the mainstream media hasn't reported anything about him bo- bombing Pakistan. I mean, a couple articles online here and there, but nothing on mainstream television or, or these Fox and Friends shows in the morning. I mean, it's just it's absolutely bananas. And I think people are starting to realize that they're all working together. And maybe it's not a conspiracy that they're all working together, but it's just a perspective that they're trying to uh, that they're trying to to carry on. Yeah, and I think the basic tool we need to use the 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 shell, the structure, the skeleton, if you will, of the tool that we have to use to be better activists is we have to use the propaganda against them. Obama, people think that they voted for an anti-war candidate who's going to bring troops home and save the world with his left finger or whatever. Yeah, uh, we have to use that same propaganda against them in the sense that we have to explain to them 
that the same things are going on, and you thought this was supposed to happen because everything is so out in the open now. But yes, let's use the propaganda against them. Let's use that same tool of change when there is none, yeah. none that he was talking about, against them. But uh, Jack, your comments. Well, plant those seeds for sure. I, I, you know, I think you know people wake up when they're ready to wake up, and I, I'm just a firm believer in that. But they usually do so because so many people have come along in their lives and mentioned things, and it all starts, you know, kind of adding up and putting the puzzle together. So we really all have a, a chore to do to get this information out and to help. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, unlearn people. I used to love that term. You know, people need some unlearning because they have been indoctrinated big time. Uh, and to get people to care about this, again, the whole economic, financial 9-11 thing that came about here this year uh, and last year uh, really affected people, and they became a lot more interested in what was going on in the world. I don't think it was so much even the, the political race or the elections because a lot of people get very bored with that and go to sleep. But when, you know, they're being put out into the curb uh, when they're losing their jobs, when they know people that are, and they just hear this constant talk about an economic apocalypse and, and the biggest you know, spending out of Washington in the history of the country and you know, wars, and it really starts getting them uh, more interested in what's going on. But we have to plant those seeds and then you know, uh, water the tree with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Yeah, absolutely. Jack, uh, I'm going to play your um, the, the movie that you said along, Hollywood Does Chemtrails, starting Anne Heche. Is that her name? Is that how you uh, pronounce it? Heche. Heche. I wish, I wish it was Anne Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Hollywood Does Chemtrails. Okay. Yes. Hours ago, we learned of a deadly virus that threatens the lives of the citizens of Spokane. Tess, thanks for getting here so fast. Mm -hmm. This is Dr. Martin. She's a specialist with the Global Health Organization. We have three new cases, all presenting the same acute flu-like symptoms, but they're not responding to any of the treatment. She's going to be dead by the time I get the results back. You must have some initial thoughts of what it could be. It could be anything, from the avian flu to the bubonic plague. We're not going to quarantine a whole town until we know what we're dealing with. Find the source, make the diagnosis, and you'll have your quarantine. We're counting on you. The quicker you tell me what you know, the faster I can help all these people. Professor Dylan Corbin saw him after he came back from a trip and he wasn't well. I say he's been dead two, three days. He had a mosquito bite on him. He's been to Malaysia. That's the plague. Professor Corbin bring back more than just his luggage from Malaysia. Are you following me? It's more going on here than you know, Dr. Ryan. They're putting something in the jet fuel. It's making people sick. Why would they want to do that? Keller makes a chemical called the E901. When we get the E901 and we compare it with the jet fuel, maybe you can help us figure out what's hurting people. Whatever he told you is totally erroneous. Patients are not responding to the antibiotics. Everyone's immune systems are completely shot. The plague doesn't do that. No, I know, but I think it's why they're not responding to the antibiotics. So what, do you have a misdiagnosis? No. Have you ever heard of chemtrails? What if the chemicals are affecting the general population somehow? They've killed before, and they'll kill again. This virus could have been spread all over the country by now. Mm -hmm. is bleeding. They're all going to die if I can't find a cure. I'm going to die. Don't give up on me. Tell us where the vaccine is. You can go to hell. You don't have to worry about the vaccine. We're both going to die before anyone gets a chance to use it. <gasps> Toxic Skies is the name of that. Jack, do you want to um, uh, elaborate Don't on that? Don't take the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on one second, Jack. I mean, I want to turn, uh, you know, quote-unquote fiction, Ben, to nonfiction 
interesting. Med-resistant flu strain plagues patients in the United States. This is a real story out of the raw story. Uh, a, v- a virulent strain of influenza sow- sowing misery across the United States is proving resistant to what had been until recently, the most effective antiviral drugs, according to a study released on Monday. Oh, my God. Yeah, a report in the Journal of American Medical Association, or JAMA, uh, did find that the H1N1 subtype of influenza viruses commonly proved resistant to the popular drug Oztelmivirer. Can I pronounce that? (laughs) Anyway, that drug sold commercially in the United States as the drug Tamiflu, which most people know, is produced by Swiss pharmaceutical giant Roche and is the main antiviral remedy on the market. But the the overall underlying theme here is that more and more across the country, Ben, the this drug is not being – it's not effective on the flu strain. So just to kind of preface that, not to prove anything, but there's something interesting about that. But, Jack, um, tell us a little bit more about the chemtrails too. Yeah, I mean, I could – well, I could talk about the, the, the flu and the Tamiflu, which was connected to Donald Rumsfeld, like aspartame, got that cleared by the FDA and, and has, is a major stockholder in that. Uh, we've also done uh, extensive research showing that – uh, IG Farben is connected to some modern-day uh, pharmaceutical companies which are getting prepared again to put together these vaccines, which may or may not, like in the case of the Gulf War illness, actually cause the illness itself. Uh, AIDS is also, uh, many people believe that the cure for AIDS is actually you know, throwing people into full-blown AIDS, and now you've got Gates and others spending all their money to try to <clears throat> vaccinate people. Listen, let me read the synopsis for this real quick, because the I'm not sure how self-explanatory the, uh, the film clip was. Here it is. For years, the government has been involved in a secret operation involving contrails, the visible lines of condensed water vapor that jets leave in the sky. If you ask them, they would suggest this is done in the name of environmental protection, a safeguard that will alleviate global warming by reflecting light back into the atmosphere. The real truth? These contrails are actually toxic substance or virus deliberately sprayed upon unsuspecting populace in order to weed out the old and the sick. As Seattle's hospitals begin to fill up with patients suffering from a deadly sickness, Dr. Tess Martin, a specialist from the Global Health Organization, that would be the WHO, embarks on a mission to find the truth. Before long, the virus spreads like wildfire and becomes a full-on pandemic with Tess now, Tess's own 10-year-old son now among the infected. With over 70% of the Seattle dying from the virus, Tess and her son's only chance of survival is to get out of the city and find a cure. But the president has declared a national emergency and quarantined all of Seattle. Nobody is allowed out. Nobody is allowed in. When the president passes a bill allowing the use of military force to keep Seattle from spreading the virus, it's up to Tess to find a new way to break free of the city in order to find the cure and expose the government's deadly conspiracy. Uh, Look, we had Beck's uh, song Chemtrails, which came out last year, the first first major cultural reference of Chemtrails, and now this. And I still can't get some major news websites, alternative websites, to even discuss chemtrails uh, because they think it's, it's going to make them look kooky. Look, I think that the, the riots that they're getting prepared for are not going to be economic or financially related, as people believe and as Glenn Beck might say. Uh, I believe this will be due, due to a pre-engineered pandemic, and I think it was season three of 24 played out just that scenario mass quarantines a total control of the people forced vaccinations and of course a large large death toll 
Yeah, no, Jack, and, and that's, see, that's the thing. I mean, the things, the more and more we talk about these types of issues, it's so, it's, to me, it's, it's incredible because these types of, uh, topics, not only were they taboo back in the day, but you were literally called a tinfoil hat wearer, conspiracy theorist, or nutcase, yeah. or, or whatever followed. Uh, and now, you know, really, they are becoming the mainstream articles, and I think you hit upon an interesting point. I mean, I know they're trying to spread fear, but to me, it just never, they never seem to really talk about the real things about spreading fear. They would always talk about, fear for Democrats versus Republicans or, or vice versa. Uh, and, you know, all the same, not to throw this kind of in the mix, but, yeah, I'm going to, uh, as as these issues get worse and people are getting sicker, the Supreme Court now turns down Agent Orange appeals from v- Vietnamese veterans. Because I always try to bring back the fact that the veterans are really the ones getting the total shaft in so many ways. Big Let's time. talk about this, and we have uh, that song when we get back, uh, Jack. Pyatt's going to play it. little Opeth and then some more news. Stay with us. Gold prices are at historic highs, and with the recent pullback, this is a great time to buy. With the value of the dollar, risks of inflation, geopolitical uncertainties, and instability in world financial systems, I see gold going up much higher. Hi, I'm Tim Fry at Roberts & Roberts Brokerage. Everybody should have some of their assets in investment-grade precious metals. At Roberts & Roberts Brokerage, you can buy gold, silver, and platinum with confidence from a brokerage that specialized in the precious metals market since 1977. If you are new to precious metals, we will happily provide you with the information you need to make an informed decision whether or not you choose to purchase from us. Also, Roberts & Roberts Brokerage values your privacy and will always advise you in the event that we would be required to report any transaction. If you have gold, silver, or platinum you'd like to sell, we can convert it for immediate payment. Call us at 800-874-9760. We're Roberts & Roberts Brokerage. 800-874-9760. Deadline Live and Jack Blood are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to bravenewbookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about bravenewbookstore.com. Hemp, the superfood for you and your family. Hemp has nutritional values that far exceed any known plant. Hemp, used for food, clothing, and shelter since time began. Hemp, this God-given food source is controlled by your government, making it not legal to grow for American people and farmers, but legal to import. Our founding fathers grew hemp because they knew of the benefits it offered. The protein powders, seeds, and oil are available through HempUSA.org. Recommended daily intake of this food source will allow the body to heal itself from many ailments. Loaded with potassium, magnesium, calcium, essential fatty acids, amino acids, and nutrients not available in other plants. Hemp can be stored with a long shelf life as a life-sustaining food source for you and your family.
family. Could this be the government's best-kept secret? Call today at 908-691-2608 and see what the powder, seeds, and oil can do for you. Learn. Help. Shop at HempUSA.org. We do not charge for shipping. That's 908-691-2608. Or go to HempUSA.org today. This is not your daddy's talk radio. Yo, what's up? Check this out. Freedom. Underground. Radio. Yeah, that's There's another good. old saying, Senator. Don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining. Is the Animal Farm Radio Show, 512-879-3805. We're talking to the infamous Jack Blood from Deadline Live, um, and we were talking to him about the FEMA camps. Jack, can you go into a little bit more um, uh, history of what the FEMA camps are and, and where did what was Rex 84, what was originally planned for, what was the excuse that they made right. um, in order to, to, to implement it? Well, Rex 84, of course, came out in 1984, uh, and this was a presidential directive by Ronald Reagan. Um, you know, I don't remember the excuse. I, I believe it falls under the category of continuity of government and, and some of the same things we've seen George Bush do. Uh, but if there was some kind of uh, a big disaster that, or, or we were invaded by a foreign army, and at that time, you remember, it was the Russians, uh, or we could be nuked by the Russians at any time. I mean, when I was a kid, I was hiding under my desk to, to save me from the incoming nukes. Okay, that's, that's how they trained us right. and indoctrinated us in the public schools in those days. Uh, then there had to be all these contingency plans, and one would be uh, Rex 84, which basically hands the de facto government to the uh, powers that be in, in what George Bush called the shadow government after 9-11. This means basically that you know, you, you won't be able to hoard food, uh, that the military can come and take your property if they deem it uh, essential for national security or, or your materials or your cars or for your own protection, you will be put in uh, these camps. So a lot of it goes under these these really kind of benign explanations of things like uh, the Russians invading us or a natural disaster. Of course, Katrina, I believe, was an engineered test run for a lot of this stuff. Uh, you know, and that's how they get the people to go for it because they think it's for their protection. Uh, and that's exactly what Obama did in his stimulus package for our protection. He's going to shine up some new FEMA camps and, and build a few more. I mean, again, this is just so admitted. This is a major story. We found this in the legislation that Obama just put out. So it doesn't matter who's president. We continue to roll forward in this fashion. 
Let me ask you this, Jack, and I don't, I don't know how far down the rabbit hole we want to get here on the show, but we've gotten pretty far as it is. Might as well go the whole way. I know, we might as well. Have you seen anything about the uh, the FEMA? Um, uh, what the hell are those things called? I was just asking. The, the Lego cells. No, the, not the Lego Brown, cells. The, the coffins. Not that. Why the oh, hell the FEMA coffins. Yeah, the yeah. FEMA coffins. Right. I don't know why I didn't remember the word coffin. That's ridiculous. But uh, the FEMA coffins. Have you seen YouTube videos on that? And what do you? What is your take on that? The 500,000 supposed coffins. Uh, I'm not sure if you're talking about the ones out of Georgia, which uh, apparently were coffin liners and, and not coffins. But we have been getting reports yes. of this, and I know in Illinois recently we reported a story that. They're getting ready for mass graves, okay? Uh, the, yeah, the Lego cells, as you mentioned, little individual transportable cells so that, it, hey, if you don't have a FEMA camp in Austin, which we do right up the road and, and down the road, by the way, uh, of course this is to hold immigrants, uh, then they can just roll in with a couple of trains or semi-trucks with these individual Lego cells and just hold you there. What's the most? Uh, yeah, I'm not trying to scare people. No, I mean, no. It's important that we know this is go- that this is going on, and I apologize to your audience for not, you know, being humorous and using comedy to talk about all of this. I'm just really not in the mood to do that. <laughs> just too many things have happened in the last uh, couple of weeks or even couple of months to uh, not take this all very seriously. Yeah, yeah. dude, I was just, you know, t- Tony and I were just in the pisser, and I was like, dude, yeah. this show is uh, making me depressed, man. Yeah, well, wait, the thing is, I mean, obviously, Why Jack... Why are you telling me we, this? You know, we try to have as, as much fun... Uh, and it can't always be fun no matter what you talk about, but we try to have as much fun as possible. But, I mean, really... You know, not to bring the somber note down. I know a lot of people try to tune in, I guess, because they want to get a couple laughs. But no, I mean, Jack, I, unfortunately, I'm with you. I was in a great mood last night until I started researching at about 9 o'clock. And I don't know. How, I mean, how are you supposed to spin any of this in a good light? What's more amazing, though, what, what's even more incredible, and, and you just, I don't know how you don't laugh and cry at the same time, but if they're, build, they're building all these cells, they're building all these, you know, the coffins, and now with the new stimulus bill, a lot of the money that was spent, you know, quote-unquote earmarks and pork, um, all the money that was spent in the last bill, a lot of it was used to keep funding or to further fund the DHS and to yeah. basically uh, get us ready for these FEMA camps and this, this new up-and-coming global martial law or American martial law. So what's really sick and sadistic... No, we're going into debt for generations to build our own uh, giant prison here over the United States of America. And when you're talking about Rex 84, I mean, it's not just FEMA that's involved in it. It's 34 other civil departments and agencies that conduct these civil readiness exercises, and then they've been doing these drills for, for years and years. That includes the FEMA, the DOD, uh, the CIA, the Secret Service, the Treasury Department, and Tim Geithner, the FBI, the Veterans Administrations, which we know they tried to use... Uh, uh, with Smedley Butler to overthrow the government back during the FDR administration. You know, uh, hey, look, we've got a history here, and if, if you don't believe and you're not worried enough, uh, concerned enough, I should say, by what's going on in the United States, look at world history and what happened in China and what happened in Russia and what happened in Germany. I mean, this is just a, a, a series of events in history repeating themselves. We cannot go down that road, guys, because there is only one place to end up. And the history has already shown exactly where that is. Right, but they're, they're making us, uh, what I was saying before, too, Jack, just to add on, I mean, they're making us pay for our own degradation, our own yeah. sell. I mean, isn't it, isn't it just incredible that we, I mean, you can't just go up to an American and say, here, give me uh, $17,000 for your own private cell so I could lock you up in it. They'd laugh at you, but that's yeah, exactly. 
exactly what they're doing. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, you cannot make this stuff up. And how yeah. often do we say those words? But no, Jack, I mean, you know, look, man, unfortunately, you're right. I mean, unfortunately, there cannot always be fun and, and, and humor. And, hey. you know, we try to add in game hey, shows. The and- stimulus bill in Austin, uh, it, $1.4 is going to start the NAFTA corridor back up, which we just killed, and all the new toll roads. They're already putting up cameras as fast as they can. Federal grants are coming in to take mandatory DNA from people and fingerprints from people they pull over. I mean, if you just look at Austin and what's going on with Chief Asinvedo, as I call him, and just use that as an example, it paints the perfect picture of what you just said, Tony. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's scaring the hell out of me, Jack. And we do actually have the clip um, with Ron Paul on Glenn Beck from tonight, Ben. Is that correct? Yeah, we do have the uh, the clip. Uncovered the news. Which Kristen is nice. just sent us this. The, uh, Great the, job, Chris. The clip of, yeah, Ron Paul Great. on Glenn Beck tonight. Yeah, why don't we play it? Look, look it just happened, so yeah. here it is. Uh, Congressman Ron Paul. Thanks. Hello, Congressman. How are you, sir? Hello, Glenn. Good to be with you. Good to be with you. Um, first of all, I, on the FEMA prison thing, I know we've been in contact with your office, and we would appreciate any help that you have. I want to make sure we're turning over every stone on anything, because there's a lot mm-hmm. of... There's a lot of crazy stuff that is being said about these things, and I appreciate you talking to us, and and, uh, we'll be in touch with you again because I want to make sure that we have everything that you might be concerned with as well. Will you help us on that, sir? Yeah, I don't think all the answers are in. You're concerned that they might be setting up these camps at uh, Verge on concentration camps. There's no evidence that I can find that they're actually set up. But I I think there's a justified concern, not not just because of the legislation that has been proposed, because that that piece of legislation doesn't have a lot of co-sponsors. It's not on the verge of being passed. But the atmosphere in Washington is what we have to be concerned about. You know, since 9-11, dealing with the Patriot Act and repealing the... Uh, Posse Comitatus and the Insurrection Act. These are trends that are very, very bad where personal liberties and civil liberties are not well protected. And FEMA is already very, very powerful and they overrule when they go in on emergencies. So in some ways, they can accomplish what you might be thinking about, about setting up camps. And they don't necessarily have to have legislation, you know, to do uh, the things that we dread. But it's something that certainly deserves a lot of attention. Right. And I want to make it very clear. I'm not fearing these things are happening. I want to set the record straight because we've got to know what we can believe in. Now, let me switch topics here. Let me switch to um, Barack Obama has is now taking away some of the charitable donation um, uh, tax deductions if you make over $250,000 a year. This is going to make a huge impact. I was sitting with my doctor today here in New York, and he said to me, he said, Glenn, you know, nobody is really looking at this the right way. All right. That's not too relevant to what we're talking about. Thing, right. so, but, yeah, I mean, I guess what is Ron Paul That said? was disappointing. Yeah, I know. He said he's never seen that before. That and- was disappointing. I mean, and that's not true. There is all kinds of evidence, as we've just gone over on this program, that the camps are ready. Now, the new camps may not be ready, but I could take you right down the road, and there, there's a camp, you know, right up the road from us. Jack, yeah. I, I, could, I couldn't agree more with you. Yeah. And I, there's people in them right now that yeah. are largely immigrants. But, again, let, let's just stay focused here because, again, if we look at Katrina, anything could be a camp. I mean, any place you can, you know, put a perimeter around and point M16s at can be a camp, including the Houston Dome and the uh, and the Louisiana Dome. So I, I don't know why he said that. He's trying to be very careful and not come off like a conspiracy theorist, I assume. But uh, I don't think that's serving us well. No, I don't think it's serving us very well at all. I want to thank uh, Chris from UncoveredNews.com for sending us that uh, late breaking. 
story. Uh, but yeah, that's, it's very disappointing. I don't know why he would say something like that. Like when you said there's so yeah. much evidence towards it, maybe he wasn't prepared for the interview. Who knows? But, uh, the, right. despite that, it's just flat out not true. Yeah. And he, he also does the same thing with 9-11, no, he, Ben. And, and that, that, that's, that's the one thing about Ron Paul. The, the one part of Ron Paul that I don't like is that he's such an incredibly intelligent man. But when it comes to, let's say, the FEMA camps in this case, or maybe even just factual information about 9-11 or questions at least, um, he's really, uh, he, he stays away from those topics for reasons, I guess, you know, we could talk about all night. But, yeah, I mean, it, uh, yeah, it's going back, and he's sense. being careful. He probably thought he was being set up or something. Maybe. You know, I, I, that's the only excuse I can make for it. But, it, it, again, it, I don't think it serves the truth to, no. to play footsie like that. I agree with you. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and you know, look, I mean, Ron Paul does his thing, and, you know, I guess we could only uh, expect so much. But either way, uh, you know, the most important thing, Jack, like we talked about, and just to kind of scoop up and wrap up again, is these topics were ridiculous way back uh, three months ago, or maybe even a year ago for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And now it's getting a lot more attention than maybe either of us, as, as patriot hosts, if you will, uh, ever even thought it would get. So I think there's an opportunity uh, nice. here, and let's, let's make sure that we as activists, let's make sure we use the opportunity. I'm, I'm just not speaking about you, Jack, and us. I mean, we're doing our best here. But uh, anybody out there, you know, make sure, folks, you get the information out there. Get the information to your friends, your family. I know it's not fun to talk to your family during dinner time about FEMA camps and slavery. But, uh, hey, is it, is, is it not the most appropriate time to talk about it now? I think it is. I think it's so, super important. So make sure we get the information yeah. out there, folks. And just... And just like Jack says, plant the seeds. Get the dialogue out there. Uh, these people with these Obama teachers don't even know he's already bombed Pakistan. Let's get the eyes open. Keep planting the seeds because it's not Bush in the, in the office anymore. So. Yeah, starting the dialogue is definitely the yeah, most I'm important thing. I'm going to be talking thing. about all this again back on my show tomorrow right. at uh, 3 o'clock Central Time. And I hope people go and share the story we've just published at DeadlineLive.info about these chemtrails. You know, I- I'm not saying if you read the story carefully, I- I'm, I'm, you know, pretty careful about how I write and I've got some alternative alternative theories that I put together, and we have done a ton of research on chemtrails over the years and have paid dearly for it. So I really hope that people get that out because I think it is significant, and it does go along with what you guys were talking about on the show today. But appreciate you having me on. Yeah, <laughs> thanks way. a lot, Jack. Can I tell uh, a joke now? Yeah, you can yeah, tell go a ahead, joke. Jack. Uh, I have a dick joke. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> dick Cheney and Dick Durbin uh, got together on a tropical island with the real Osama bin Laden. Uh, who's there? I, I, I'm just... <laughs> oh, boy, Jack. Not even, not even close Dick. to a joke. <laughs> so, well, at least you Dick. tried, Jack. I, I know things are ongoing too well, Dick. like you said before, but uh, hopefully uh, things get better, man. I, I hate to hear you down and somber, man. I mean, you know, we look up to you, and we, we want to make... We hope that you... Uh, you start feeling better, whatever the situation might be going on. But either way, Jack, I'm obviously... Fine. I'm staying, I'm staying busy so I don't censor all my listeners, which everybody knows I do on a regular basis. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, <laughs> oh, I'm geez. sure that that's... Yeah, there's the chat room thing and uh, there's the other thing. Well, Jack, you know, you got to do whatever we can do to help, as always. But either way, your show, 5 to 7 Central, on this station, WFU Radio. And uh, you want to plug anything else, Jack, before we let you go? Uh, there's some things I'd like to plug, but I'm pretty sure it's illegal. Uh, well, as long as no cussing, go ahead, Jack. I, we don't care on the show. We're not getting paid, so do whatever you want to do. Uh, well, uh, I'll talk to my wife about that, but, uh, you guys, thanks for having me on. You do a great job on the show. I want to welcome all the people from Live 365, which are now picking up your show, as well as a couple of stations, and, uh, the show's growing, and you guys are going to be the biggest thing since, uh, well, Obama. We'll be the biggest things in the FEMA camp, Jack. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, when we get back, folks, Power Segment, Animal Farm continues. Stay with us. 
as Jefferson said, dissensions the greatest form of patriotism. You will get good government when you pay attention and hold their feet to the fire. If you don't do that, you will get bad government. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, Animal Farm is on 1640 AM, Radio Liberty, 1640 AM in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and, of course, Omaha, Nebraska. So great folks out there. Thank you for tuning in if you are listening, and and we appreciate it there. Uh, you know, yeah, spread the word, man. Everybody that's listening to the show, call up your local radio station say this show is the best thing since, since sliced bread. Put it on. <laughs> we yeah. love them. They're if you great. Think so. If you think so, yeah. If some you don't, are, then, some uh, aren't. Then obviously don't do that. But, yeah, yeah if, you, uh, <laughs> if you like the show, call up your local advertisers, lo- local broadcasts, and get us on the air because that's what we want to do. We want to get this perspective out there. We are in the info war, so it is, it is very important for us to have lots of listeners that understand this perspective that where we're coming from. Right. Is the absolute truth, and, and and you know, and to warn to warn people uh, before everybody gets thrown into camps without their knowledge. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, uh, we're not playing games yeah. here, folks. We're in the info war. I tell you, Ben, the only the only bullets I have in my gun right now are just the, the idea, and I'm going to stand by this as long as I can. I just, I really feel like this Obama administration could be the the biggest potential backfire in the history of of government control. I really feel like getting everybody to worship someone who is clean cut, speaks well, and is handsome. Uh, there's a certain liability that that you know responsibility and um, expectation that that goes along with this, and I think this is what we need to use as information uh, warriors. If I, I mean, yeah. I'm not sure if I'm an information warrior, Ben, but either way, I am Tony. Well, good, Ben. I mean, you're a warrior. <laughs> I'm just a coffee drinker. But either way, uh, use the information wisely, and let's make sure that we keep level-headed about all things going on, and let's make sure that we really spread information on all of the websites, the Twitters, the Facebooks, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, don't back down. Don't let all this BS uh, keep you from doing what's what's you know what's right and what's in your heart. I Absolutely. want you to rise up and right. get fired up right. and get angry and just, just start grinding your teeth <laughs> and just get mentally ready. Yeah. But if they keep pushing, yeah. we're going to take them. Yeah. And I mean take them savage. I mean run them down. <laughs> I mean take their heads and just rip that's right. I just crush them. That's what I'm talking about. You know about. what I'm talking about. Just bite big, huge, bloody chunks right out of them. <laughs> Nothing can stop us. In the info war. That's that's yeah. I mean that's the that's the kind of energy that I'm that I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wish I could do that. I wish I could just go off like on like that on rants like yeah. that. Yeah. I I wish I could too. Those that that's it's just pure brilliance. But anyway, uh, some some business to take care of tomorrow night. Bob Chapman. On the program. The international forecaster. International forecaster. And that would be the second hour, Ben, correct? Uh, no, he's on at 6.30. So we have him for, uh, I don't know how long we have him for, but. As long as we need him for. I, hopefully. Great stuff. 6.30, that's Eastern uh, Standard Time. Of course, uh, great, great stuff there. And then Cindy Sheehan on Monday mm-hmm. on the farm. And I think that's, uh, both both guests are huge. And I think we have to promote those as much as possible. And uh, once again, thank you for Kristen, uh, UncoverTheNews.com, for sending us that link. And I think it's, uh, I don't know, Ben, dare I say it, it might be time for the Animal Farm non-sponsored power 
hour segment. Let's get her done. Absolutely. What do you think there, Pies? Why don't you give us that? Okay. <laughs> White glove, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, I guess Rush Limbaugh is really the star right now because he's the only oh, he's, person from the GOP that they have left. Leader of the conservative yes, movement. That's what, that's what they are saying now. He's the leader of the conservative movement. How sad that is. Uh, but this is... <laughs> A recent poll showed Bush, uh, Bush, Bush has uh, has higher favorable ratings than Limbaugh. You believe that the president of the United States has higher uh, higher ratings than Rush Limbaugh? Why does that make me happy? I don't know why. It makes me happy. It does. I but hate Rush Limbaugh. I can't stand him. He's still the most annoying host in the world. Republicans appear to be bowing down left and right to conservative pundit Rush Limbaugh, even though most Americans view the radio talk show host unfavorably. In fact, polls by Gallup in February show that Limbaugh has uh, less favorable ratings from the mainstream public than former President George W. Bush. But while members of Congress and presidential um, Aspirant uh, spent most of the last few years trying to run away from Bush. Limbaugh's power seems to be expanding. In February, Gallup poll, 45% of respondents said they had an unfavorable view of Limbaugh to 28% with a favorable opinion. The partisan divide was steep, with Republicans favoring uh, Rush 60 to 23, while Democrats disapproving 63 to 6. Crazy. Power segment continues. All right. Maybe I'll do, you know what I'll do? Yes. Let me do, I'm going to do my first power segment article, Rush Limbaugh style. I'm really gonna try to do my best for you guys. Oh, I'm God, try to go ahead. Yeah, give me the music. Let me do the whole. This is my best. I'm gonna do my best spin, and I'll try. I might fail. Out of uh, out of American Free Press. <laughs> New York Times falsified. <laughs> Please just shut up. <laughs> New York Times falsifies history of Federal Reserve. <laughs> New York Times. Let me, let me see here. <laughs> published a flat-out untruth on February 7th <laughs> about the New York Federal Reserve Act of 1913. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and finish up. Finish up. <laughs> okay, that's all I can do. Uh, all the untruth came from a... The, no, really, Ben, I was talking to you about it. The only man in the world that can sit there and talk for 50... You know, uh, an hour, an hour and fifty minutes, whatever it is, yeah. and not get any point across and laugh at his drunken drug riddled self. He's horrible. I can't believe people actually listen to this man, but he's number one in this country, which tells you where we are. But anyway, I'm sorry if that wasn't a good impression. I tried. <laughs> Michael Collins Piper writes here. Let me try from the beginning. New York Times did falsify the history of I Federal think Reserve. You thank you there, Pi. <laughs> Appreciate that. New York Times published a flat out untruth on February 7th about the Federal Reserve Act of 1913, and the untruth came from the pen of a distinguished American academic who is the author of many much touted works of histories. <laughs> Great. 
In the commentary in the Times, entitled The uh, Value of Other People's Money, Dr. Melvin I. Urofsky, a professor at Virginia Commonwealth University, reflected on the origins of the congressional measure that created the Federal Reserve System. He said that the measure, quote, allowed Congress to take away banks' uh, control over currency, but in fact, nothing could be further from the truth. You guys can check it out. Of course, it is delicious. Bookmarked on our website. I wanted to just kind of bring it up as power segment. We'll continue even more. Stop it. I hate that. I hate it. Stop it. Sorry. Uh, Ron Paul, he says, we killed a million Iraqis. The conservatives attending this week's conservative political, political action conference are generally hawkish when it comes to foreign policy, but they applauded Representative Ron Paul on Friday when he told them the U.S. had no choice but to get out of Iraq. Part of the reason we lost this election was the foreign policy issue, Paul insisted. Generally speaking, the presidential candidate who argues the case for less warmongering will win the election. Paul noted that George Bush ran in 2000 on a pledge to end Bill Clinton's nation building, uh, but then he joined the idea that the American taxpayers, you, have an obligation to take care of everybody and police the world. This is literally what bankrupts the country, Paul complained. It costs us a uh, trillion dollars a year to take care of our foreign policy, and that cannot last. The person most pleased with our foreign policy is Osama bin Laden, Paul went on. <laughs> he said, I'm going to get you uh, to come over here, and we'll fight you on our sand, and we will do what we, have, we, what we did to the Soviets. He said he will do the same thing. He will eventually bankrupt this country, and that is what he did. Power segment continues. I kind of like Bin Laden. Out with a shiver, uh, global warming protests frozen out by massive snowfall. How is it me, or does this happen all the time? Every time there's a big global warming event, conference, or protest, they always get snowed out by like a freak storm. And sure enough, it was uh, the this you know particular um, northeast storm this time. Global warming activists stormed Washington Monday for what was billed as the nation's largest act of civil disobedience to fight climate change, only to see the nation's capital virtually shut down by a major. Winter storm. There's no more poetic justice in the world than the, than this, as far as Tony Pack is concerned. Schools and businesses were shuttered. Lawmakers canceled numerous appearances, and the city came to a virtual standstill as Washington was blasted with its heaviest snowfall of the winter. So I, I just, I don't know. I'm a sick person, sadistic. I love when this happens. It spelled six inches of trouble for global warming activists who had hoped to swarm the capital by thousands in an effort to force the government to close the capital power plant, which heats and cools a number of government buildings including the Supreme Court and the Capitol. Uh, but there you go, folks. Animal Farms Tuesday edition is now coming to a close. I don't think John Bush is next, so forget about that. But we will be Why? back tomorrow night, hopefully with some better news. But if not, we will be here. So yeah, We'll uh, try to be a little more upbeat, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, Ben. I'm, I'm, I'm losing, losing, no. hope, losing hope here. But thanks for everybody out there. Thank you for Jack for coming on the show. See you tomorrow.